What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Welcome back to another episode of The First Mint, the week of June 12th. We have a jam-packed episode today. Pretty good. Just under two hours where we talk about uh, TV shows that we weren't allowed to watch as kids. We get a little bit of NFL All Day Alpha with Smurf Diesel. Talk about moments maybe you should consider buying right now. Then we go into the weekend that was for Canadian sports, noticeably, notably the uh, Canadian Open Golf Tournament, which was won by a Canadian for the first time in 70 years, as well as the famous tackle from the, the winning putt. You'll, you'll, you'll understand more if you know what I'm talking about. Then I recap my weekend at UFC 289 in Vancouver, uh, which was an absolute blast. We then talk about NBA, Top Shot, how it's been three years since the first ever Top Shot drop and whether their surprise playoff packs every night or every finals night is a good or a bad thing or whether it actually matters in the long term. You also hear from a new sponsor midway through the episode, so keep your ear out for that, especially if you are a big fan of betting on soccer and also just generally, you know, kind of playing fantasy with your NFTs. And as usual, thank you so much for listening to The First Mint. And, you know, one thing to note on this one, none of this is financial advice, all right? Whatever you hear on the show, it doesn't matter. Don't go do those things. Make your own decisions. Be smart about it, folks out there. Don't listen to us and any kind of advice we give because, really, you should be doing that on your own. Otherwise, thank you again for listening to this episode of The First Mint. Search is over now. Welcome to First Mint. Looking for NFT content? Look no further, cause this is it. From Top Shot the blockchain, they got the data chops, analysis, and backdrops. The show's a play to hot. LG and Phil D, the best amongst others. Best brothers to happen to balls is the Ball Brothers. So settle in, cause it's time for the best show. Ayo, quad, who we repping? Let's go. Whoa. Whoa! Hey! Wow! What's up? You know what Phil, I used to you... love? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> hold on! You cut off it. my. I was gonna throw it back within the first five seconds of the pod this week. Hold on! <laughs> what were you gonna ask before I derail this thing uh, into another planet? Uh, I was gonna tell you something about mom and dad. Oh, I was actually gonna tell you something about mom and dad. I was gonna tell you. <laughs> let, let me make it real quick because it, it, yeah. it came to mind right now when we're doing the intro. Another show that we were always like kind of turning on and not allowed to watch was mm. Beavis and Butthead. I oh, remember we that was another one. Okay, Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead, things like that. Um, but you know, the, I show my kids Beavis and Butthead now, and we laugh for hours. Like the way like those your guys kids are talk. like more grown up though. Like your kids are like teenagers, like like old older teenagers. Like that's right. We were like eight. <laughs> like you were twelve, which is like borderline, and then you're Shut trying up, to make Beavis. me watch it, which I was like eight. And man, honestly though, like I, that pro- that honestly made the show better was that I wasn't allowed to watch it. You know well, what I mean? That's what like, always think, made it better. Exactly. Yeah. I think when as soon you as young, we were allowed to, it was like forget yeah. about. It. I didn't watch Cops after I left home. No chance. No, like when you're young. Like the stuff you're not not allowed to do tastes so much sweeter once you actually get to do it, and especially you know being kids in the '90s, like the coolest thing, like the where there was the most innovation was in like TV shows, right? There's no internet yet, or there's some internet, but it can't do anything. There's one family computer, so it's not it's not that exciting yet. There's video games, and there's TV. And like video games, the thing you can do is play like super like gory video games, which they were coming out with like really new, awesome ones every single time. Like I literally had 
like a game called Turok Dinosaur Hunter when I was like 10, where the first weapon you have is a knife and you just kill dudes like in the forest <laughs> and then you kill dinosaurs, like kill velociraptors with them and you could get a shotgun. And then if you got the explosive shells for the shotgun and you shot a raptor, all its limbs came off. Like that was just, and I was like, this oh game's freaking amazing. And, you know, I was, whenever mom and dad would walk in the room, I'd always just pretend like I was climbing a tree or something like that. Like I'd just go do something else that wasn't <laughs> killing people because I knew how bad it was. Um, but yeah, we weren't allowed to watch Beavis Butthead. Ren and Stippy definitely is like way, way, like zero chance you're allowed to do that. Uh, but even Simpsons was on our, 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 you know, oh, our that was on the hit list. Bill. Simpsons. Just kind of that- BS. Dad, actually, mom would never really say anything. Dad would just make the comment that he doesn't like that we watch these shows. I remember that's what Mm -hmm. it was. He doesn't Mm -hmm. like that we watch it. It's not that we weren't really loud, but I remember when we were downstairs watching, the minute we hear footsteps, it'd be like, oh, shit, change the channel. And then we turn like flip it to like the green forest or something like that. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I don't think like Simpsons wasn't that bad. And, you know, you know, what's funny, too, Phil, is that, you know, mom, and dad would religiously watch Seinfeld. Right. Because I think for like adults. You know, mid like early mid nineties, late nineties, Seinfeld was like the biggest show there'd ever been, right? And I recently rewatched, and, and mom and dad will watch that a lot. Which is, you know, you're adult, you can watch whatever you want. And sometimes we watch parts of it with them. You know, we've got some fun stuff with our dad about, you know, our inner realm about like soup Nazi and the strong shower that Kramer wants. Like we have a lot Beef of Reno or whatever. The hell yeah, the brief Reno and the the horse that uh, Kramer has. You know, keeps having diarrhea and. um Anyways, all the, all these different inside jokes, but like I rewatched that recently, and most of the show is just them talking about their sex lives. It's like it's true. just them talking it's about how horny true, they are. Man. And I was yes. like, what the hell? Like this is way worse than The Simpsons. Yes. Not that they like promote us watching it, but like The Simpsons is so tame compared to that uh, in terms of like X-rated, you know, subject matter. And I know they're listening, so we'll see. I, we're definitely getting a text tomorrow afternoon. This about, is no even know, better. It was I, allowed or not. I wish you had them like dialed up. I wish we could like have a Jerry Springer <laughs> moment. We like, all right, Dad has something to say about this. Now let's bring him in. And he comes <laughs> flying in here, telling us because you know what he's gonna say. He's gonna say, "No chance is Seinfeld anywhere near as bad as shows like this." <laughs> I know that's what we're gonna get. Guaranteed. You just you just set off fireworks now. For we no need way. them. We need them in like lifeline style. You know what I mean? Like who wants to be a millionaire? Like every show, there's three different lifelines we can use. One is like, does dad, is this true about what we're saying about what dad used to do? Uh, number two is what does mom, is, would mom swear if she said this sentence? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's know, listen, that, that, that. But wait, hold on. See, I told you I would derail the whole thing. What were you going to say about mom and dad when the show started? I was going to say that they still listen religiously because we got, oh, I, okay. I, um, I texted them last week about something. I forget what it was, but it was like, hey, you know, just so you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wow, you texted us. You interrupted us watching the show. <laughs> so they still they still like listen religiously. They just haven't. I think they're just like stealthy about it. You know, I think it's a it's a un gros secret, you know, that they're they're listening to it all the time. You know, a lot of people do listen to, though, that I didn't know. Like, I'll have people just sending me messages like that was hilarious. Like, we're, I'm talking non NFT, yeah. non crypto. There's like random. Yes. That we know from our past, including mm-hmm. family members. And so that that message me be like, yeah, that was hilarious. family members. Not Who else? What other well, family members? Wait, are actually, you, you're saying no, no. some of our extended family? No, not our extended. That's amazing. But, like, but you don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they like, do. 
like I, I didn't know our, your nephew listens to every show and he laughs his ass off in his. Oh, room. he texts me like, okay, yeah, no, it's not. You know, this is you know, this is good because we're clearly in like you know trying to transition. You know, we don't really talk about Top Shot that much anymore. NFTs kind of dead, so we're just kind of having this like bro family show, which is good. And I agree with you. I get a lot of feedback from people that I know do not give a shit about NFTs, which is good. But what actually surprises me lately is how quickly I get the feedback. Like, you know, we get off this. Right away, man. I, I go right and I like, you know, I add a little two minute intro of me just being like, hey, on the show, blah, blah, blah. We talk about this and that. And then I kind of just, you know, export that. It takes 30 seconds, post it into Anchor, which usually loads into iTunes about 20 minutes later and in Spotify like two minutes later. And that's usually by about like four or five o'clock my time, Pacific time. And then at 6 p.m., I'll get be like, oh, man, what you said on the show was freaking hilarious. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, what are you like? It's most people I thought listen to the show like during the daytime at work. Some people it's Monday night. They're sitting around. New first mint pops up and they're listening. I love that. Thank you. for That's listening. pretty crazy. Right and, and, yeah. and, and there's always every time I see it come up because I get notifications on YouTube. Right. So when I see the YouTube pop up saying the first mint just posted something and I go on there. There's almost always a comment already. Like it's never yes. the same person either. It's always yes. a it's always a different person that commented. Mm -hmm. We love YouTube comments. And there was mm -hmm. there was a good one last week. I forgot what he said. Um, but you sent it to me because I hadn't seen it by then. I hadn't gone mm -hmm. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was it was something, it was it's always pretty constructive feedback, and it's always, you know. We say nobody in the States cares about hockey. And then we was Americans take that person. Oh, yeah. Right? Somebody, you know? anything. Yeah. Any kind of convicting opinion, people are just going to be immediately pretty pissed off about or great to have someone to say. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to video.universe who does comment on like every episode, if not every second That's right. episode. Oh, right. <laughs> is something really nice and, um, and, and positive. So thank you to video.universe. Not the only person who comments, but um, we don't get that many views on YouTube. Although some people, you know, when I started First Mint, were really like, I need to listen to this on YouTube. Can you post it on YouTube? That's why we started doing that. Now, now it's nice we actually do it live people get to watch us if they want um it's not a, it's a it's a small minority of our of our listenership but um cool that people actually do do want to watch that uh phil before we continue talking about how fantastic we are uh and how much our parents love us and love listening to us and how our fans really love us like every show market, i think we say that yes i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep on the tradition i think of the last couple shows where we've had a random surprise guest join us at some random point during the episode out of here and he's in the wings right now and i'm warning you to this guest i don't know if you want it to be anonymous but i can see you in the green room and i can see your camera okay like i can see your face so you're good with that? Okay, give me the thumbs up. I've never wow. seen this person. I'm late to know the party today, so I hope this person hasn't been waiting too long. Phil, we know this person incredibly well. Like, they're oh, very close to us. We're in a lot of chats with them. Uh, <laughs> but I've never seen their face. And they're, they're I, I don't know what what I had in mind that they would look like. Get uh, out of here. But what what he looks like is shocking. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, it's a huge shocker. Okay, I did not. This is going to be someone in costume. Like this. Here we go. So please uh, welcome back to the first minute. I'm sure he's been on the first minute many times um, to talk about the subject matter that we're going to touch on for like a quick 10 feet, 10, 15 minutes, because there's a bit of alpha going around right now in the Ooh. NFL all day streets. This is unrelated to our partnership with them, but I caught wind of this this morning in the first minute discord that some prices on all day are going up. There's a little pump going on as the, the, the you know, the season gets a couple months away. So uh, from all day, all night. Please welcome back to the first mint, Smurf Diesel. Whoa! Whoa! See what he's a freak. No, I'm no, 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 no. Hold on. Before, don't even Handsome say hi man. to Smurf. Handsome man. I have to say something. 
LG is the biggest liar on the planet, Smurf. Okay. You posted pictures in the Discord of yourself at like some animal <laughs> zoo place where the animals are like in your car. Okay. And I remember yeah. I said LG because every time somebody kind of doxes themselves, I love to take a screenshot and send it to LG. Be like, yo, did you know this person looks like this? And I sent pictures. I can even go back to text receipts. I sent those pictures to LG. I said, have you ever seen Smurf Diesel? And he was in shock back then. And it looks like he's in shock a second time now, as if he's never seen you before. So because of you know those what you know what it is, I knew Phil, what you looked like. You know what it is, is that I don't know why, but until I see people, I just assume that they they look like some kind of freak. And and Smurf Diesel, you're you're handsome, normal looking guy, you know, just as good, you know, just as nothing, there's nothing maybe you're maybe you're incredibly small or, or tall or massive or something like that. Yeah, don't this, stand this up for us. Angle. You don't need to do that. LG likes yeah, to yeah, <laughs> he's in five foot ten, one sixty. There you go. This is average. <laughs> You know, that's pretty good, you know, doing well. But I don't know, because Smurf Diesel, like your avatar is is one of the wieners, right? Still, so I kind of just still. I kind of just think of you as a like like not necessarily you look like that, but it's kind of like an ambiguity of the internet. Um, but welcome, welcome, dude. I don't know if you've ever been on the live stream with us because I feel like we would have seen your face. That's so welcome so. to the actual it's not even a live stream, it's a pre-recorded show. So if you say anything messed up, we can take it out or we can make sure it's in. But Smurf, yeah, speak, tell us how you're doing, man. Speak. I'm doing great, man. Monday. You know, uh, can we talk about NFL all day? I mean, this is you're 12 wow. minutes into the podcast, and this is the quickest I think you've got to talk about NFTs. <laughs> Actually, so, no. Recently, we did switch things up and go right into NFTs for some reason. I forgot what it was, but yeah, we we don't we usually don't get into NFTs until like the hour and 12 minute mark instead of no, no. And I think I think what's going to happen is we're going to talk about NFTs, and then we're not going to talk about NFTs for a long time after this. Like, there's <laughs> going to be like at the very last five minutes of the show, I'll be like, Phil, we have to wrap up. Anyways, here's what's new in NFTs. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. See you later. But uh, right. Smurf, you were posting this morning that uh, some some prices are doing well. Uh, wow. On all day, I think we're like 90 days away, 95 days away from the start or 80 days away or something like that from the start of the yep. season. So it's kind of that point where NBA ends where, um, you know, you've got camps probably opening in what, like just over a month, right? Or just under a month, right? In July. Yeah. You've, so, got, um, yeah. you've got people reporting to OTAs and stuff right now. So uh, mm, you're getting a little bit it. of buzz. Yeah, there you go. And so the market's rising. What we're wondering, is it because at the end of the NBA season, uh, is it because we don't have dapper withdrawal, right? So you got this play money, you can't take it out. I mean, people just are degens and they're not going to sit on it, right? They're going to go spend it on something. So uh, is it that? Is it is it no new supply for all day? So really, we've had some hot packs, what, 14,000 of them, and that's been it for three months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the off-season and in-season playbook spec and some rumble speculation. Um, I think it's all of those, a little bit all of those, what – you can't discount the effect of is uh, the real Phil D coming on your podcast a couple of weeks ago and just declaring all day and the all night space is dead. <laughs> unbelievable. How'd you like I had that? So many people, so many people slide into my DMs. Like what the hell is Phil D? I told you, I can almost promise you those are the same people who DM me telling me or asking me if it was dead, then heard me say that and went right back to you and saying, is that true? So I can almost promise you that. Good time. That's that's the bottom. That's that's when you know it's time to buy. That's that's, that's you know what absolutely. I mean. Like that's Phil. Phil is like a healthy bottom signal. That's how you can look at it. It's like it's like oh, that's the, Phil's like is that platform dead? Then you should get to buying because when he said that, uh, would have been a good time to to, to maybe absolutely. scoop up a couple of things. That is right. is kind of what you're coming to tell us about, right? Yeah. Now that we're talking this through, and now it's two weeks later, and you're having me on to say that all day is not dead. Maybe on the flip side, it's the time to sell. 
<laughs> oh whoa okay. we we i think this is like the fourth show in a row where we talk about us pumping and dumping stuff and i'm gonna say that every single time we've talked about this stuff the advice has been terrible so don't like nothing is financial advice Smurf, um, be honest are, are you so leaving, not giving, man? like is this your way yeah. out you're just you're saying it's time to sell but does that mean you're just you're bailing out or what be honest no oh. i'm here I'm, oh. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> He's like, what's the best way I can do this? Let me go on the first mint and be like, <laughs> give everyone great advice and then claim it was bad advice. And oh shit, I sold everything. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, every listing like an hour from now because is from Smith Don't Smith forget Smith. that article also came day. out that the NFL was furious at the losses and that mm-hmm. you know this you know they're owed a ton of it money the, it this, was the players union it was the players, the players union, union. Them. yeah yes. yeah that was suing them because they they didn't hit revenue uh targets that they yeah. were costing them and rainmakers it wasn't just dapper oh that's right really. and they did the they did the math right and all the players were owed like a thousand dollars or a few thousand dollars each and that's they right. never got it you know yeah. it's like the well hell we're all in this together because everybody's mm-hmm. about down the same nflpa mm-hmm. and all day collectors so Mm-hmm. Smurf, what's your what's your obviously you uh, and the crew run like a Tuesday night show on Twitter Spaces all day, all night. It's called um, to talk about like strategy. If you rewind a year when you guys kind of started doing that, or I think you maybe started a little later in the summer, but um, a year ago in the Discord, in First Mint Discord, you guys were you know giving some good out al- that what turned out to be good alpha of like, hey, you should be buying like these receivers, these running backs. They're only three or four bucks each. Uh, and that turned into like a nice little windfall when the season started for people a year later now. Um, what's what's your kind of vibe on the platform, right? Like you're at the center of it. You're running a show for it. You're, you're you know, you're, you're you're maybe buying stuff. What's your what's your current vibe? Yeah, good. Um, like I said, I think the fact that they haven't dropped any new moments, everything's out there is just kind of being bought. A lot of thin floors, uh, the rares of good players with only one moment in that tier. Um, those are getting bought up. You're seeing the floor rise 50% on that. And that's just end season playbooks back. Uh, we were looking at defensive players who they think are going to hit that 10 tackle milestone or your offensive players who can hit a hundred yards rushing receiving or 300 yards passing. Uh, those are getting bought up. Uh, you're also seeing a lot of commons getting stacked of good players based on the off season spec. So they're looking at, okay, who's going to be crafted next. And if you're getting those good players, they, the backup plan is, okay, if they're not crafted, then at least you have them for Rumble and for in-season. In so they're going to have some usage there. Uh, right now, if you wanted to go buy something, you got to go look at those floors and you got to make sure you're not getting one of those rares that's been pumped up 50%. Mm. I think you just kind of sit on it and you wait for that traditional pack drop announcement. And that's when everyone's going to rush to get you know, a few hundred dollars in Dapper. And they're going to mm-hmm. start listing all these moments and then you kind of slide in there. Mm-hmm. what what when do you think they're going to release anything anytime soon because i know we had noah the gm on um to do an interview with me where we talked about like i think you know s- series two wrapping up uh, around the draft and um but we didn't i mean even i didn't get really much more information from that um do you think is it something where you think they'll start dropping supply when this new season starts you think they've got some cool stuff up their sleeves because all day kind of you know pioneered the playbook last year which was fantastic that was a hit um wasn't able to sustain like you know a a pumping market through the whole season which i think is um you know the interest in the league obviously dies off after a couple months so that's kind of a natural thing but you think that they've got some cool stuff up their sleeve for this season or just rolling out playbook again or what yeah i think whatever changes they're making they're going to wait until the new season like your uh, your girl Jane says that when the new season starts, that's when they get the new users. So that's when they're going to roll out the uh, 
the new fun toys, right? And yeah, we're just buying our personal time friend. And <laughs> my close and personal friend, Janie Parasini. You know, I was thinking about Is this she? morning actually that she she bought a bunch of TFM merch. I remember her like she like being, like like posting a screenshot, being like oh, like whatever a year ago, and we we're like we're selling merch. And we gave everybody like a free shirt, right? Who's in uh, first mint, and then you know buy hoodies and uh, toques, beanies, hats, whatever. Um, she was like, got mine on order, and it was like a screenshot of like got the hoodie. And I just wonder. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's, you know, we weren't really like, you know, one of the main factors of like her downfall. Like we didn't like beef with her publicly or anything like that. But I do wonder if she ever like wears that. (laughs) It's like, ah, yeah, first met. Like all they did was report on all the crazy shit that happened. No, you know, that thing was probably thrown in the the, the fireplace outside or something. (laughs) Now now available at her local Goodwill. (laughs) Not even. I would love for first met to be big enough that there's a Jersey burning. You know what I mean? I'd love for us to be at the level where people are so like, we're so notable, but also people are so mad at us that they feel the need to take a video of themselves burning a t-shirt or a hoodie. That's or fine. Like yeah, no. There, yeah, there I think that's good. I think that that's way. like you're you're doing something like kind of right in the, in that situation, right? What about the people early on in the Discord that did not like receive their t-shirt yet? Remember that? It was like week one of people joining the first mint and buying the first mint day one and people were like oh, yeah. furious they didn't get the free t-shirt yet. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah, that? And then, and then the, the mob just like destroyed like anyone who would ask that question. <laughs> Shut up. We have a good mob. We're very, we're very lucky, Phil, that you and I have a have a nice little mob and to kind of, uh, you know, talk about talk to the impatient people or, or defend us for for any kind of controversy. But it, including Smurfies, who's LG. proudly wearing one of yeah, the there new you go. The new year. ones, yeah, 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 my new ones. Yeah, I'm wearing. I've got the old one. Oh, here. I've got the old one too. Yeah. Phil, Phil's wearing Amp NFT. Amp NFT. Look at that. Yeah, Look at that. You don't right. see too yeah, many of these go. around. Amp NFT. Yeah, you don't maybe. see too many. There we go, Finn. Big yeah. shout out. I think there's only like two. Shout out, out Finn. There, so. And 90s as well. Yeah. Um, Smurf. So what? So what? Right now, uh, if I'm somebody who hasn't hasn't touched all day since maybe like Thanksgiving last year, I stopped playing pay, Playbook. I'm just kind of trying to figure out like the average kind of fan right now. The platform maybe dropped off. Maybe played a bit of playoffs or something like that. Um, and I'm looking to either get some of these moments because like you're saying, they'll have a lot of utility for uh, OTM rumble or for some kind of new playbook or some other kind of thing. And, or I want to buy them, flip them when the season starts. I think there'll be a pump or, you know, it's prices are low. It's a good time to get in. They're not going to mint a lot of supply maybe next season. What, what should I be looking at and be as specific as you like, because, you know, we're not going to front run this. People can take this, not financial advice. Okay. Don't do exactly what smart diesel says. Just make your own decisions. <laughs> Uh, but what what kind of stuff am I looking at? Right, you're saying guys who are going to get a, a lot of yardage next year. Yeah, so look at your uh, like your fantasy redraft um, leaderboards, uh, mock drafts, and those top guys are going to hit those milestones. Go ahead and spec them out. Make sure they haven't pumped. Make sure they're like who, like who, like give me. Names. Like, we want we want names, man. Yeah, I want names, names man. Come I, on, like you're you know that I only know. Take like, out your players, fantasy like, notebook. Smurf like, Diesel's about to drop some bombs here. Yeah, I literally <laughs> took out my little post-it, so I'm gonna be like, just tell me who. <laughs> I, I, I don't have. I don't want to say names per se. But, um, <laughs> no, this is not. You can't. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay, on, I'm just gonna dude. read them. We know you. We know. We know you're prepping all that. Open that little notebook of yours. Let's go. Let's. How can I? The best financial advice I have for all day right now is if you have the Jolly Joker, you can go get one on secondary for like. Like 50 or 60 bucks then you just go wow. to sniper and you get one dollar moments so when a one dollar moment shows up you just go buy it because that's smurf, either no hold on burning. what's your what's what's your all day handle smurf diesel how come nothing shows up there's no moments <laughs> he doesn't oh, want you to shit. see what he has man yeah oh he, he sold everything already he's having <laughs> <laughs> 
He wasn't joking. He's like, oh, oh I sold before seeing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? Does it have like a underscore or anything in it, or like a space? No. Swerve Diesel. Just, exact just same all, way you have it now. LG's gone fuzzy yeah, now. Things come are on. The D. Around. Oh man, it's not good. Here we go. Mind. We're about to the lose. The D LG's may not be capitalized. Be ready. He's pulling my what? account. It's there just bogging him down. <laughs> What's what, there's a capital? A capital S? There's, there's capital S. Capital D. I mean, I'm looking. It wouldn't right be. Right it wouldn't be case so, sensitive. Okay, so I have stacked um, Josh oh, Allen, Common, and Cooper mm-hmm. Cup. Common. Oh, here, no, it is. It is case sensitive. It is case yeah. sensitive. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's outrageous. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Newly received. Wow. Let's see what he's bought. Oh, he's got the you, skins in the background too. Though, those background color things that they were. Oh, yeah. So a lot of these are just. Some of these are just one dollar moments that I see on Sniper, and I'm like, okay, it's not going to drop below a dollar. Is that what the what floor it, is right now, Smurf? Is it really a dollar for some moments? No, so the floor is two dollars. So when someone goes okay. to liquidate, they have to list for a dollar. Oh, right. um, about okay. half of the commons, or maybe a third, are two dollar moments. Mm. So mm. if you really want to sell that moment, you got to list for a dollar. And if you're someone that's on Sniper, boom, you get it. Um, I don't. It's not going to drop below a dollar. So at the very least, you have something to burn when you need to. How much did you get this Jalen Ramsey for? This common Jalen Ramsey. This new one. Maybe click on it. Check may, the history, okay, that, and it'll tell you. Is it? Yeah, is it going to yeah. show us? Yeah. Oh yeah. No secrets so around that, here. Oh, he so bought it three days ago me. for three bucks. Three bucks. Wow. Yeah. So wow. that was me completing the series two base set. <laughs> I was about forty dollars away from it, so I just went ahead and completed base series two. Okay. Hmm. When you say sniper, what are you talking about? When you use sniper, what does that mean? So if you're on if you're on OTM and you go to oh, okay. all day and then you go to sniper, it'll show you the the listings below market value. Hmm. Sniper. Here we go. Okay, so it's kind of like what Live Token used to have, right? Very similar. Exactly. Does yeah, Live Token not have that anymore for Top Shot? Did that died. They have it. For, that he somewhere? has it for Top Shot. Just oh, okay. It for all day. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So this is filtered to okay. So deals five percent. Yep. All right, so when you see that $1 show up, you don't click the buy button. You click the all listings. Okay, so I'll just do like this Justin Fields one. Yeah. And then as soon as it pops, if you you do it when it quickly pops up, that $1, it will not show up on the all listings. So then you just refresh like a madman until that $1 shows up. Then you click the $1, and then you're able to purchase it quicker than if you were to just hit that buy button. Do I have to do anything else on the screen or I just wait here for one dollars to, to show up? Or can you I just filter per dollar? You just wait, $1. wait until yeah. It, not too many people are listening right now, so you're you're fine just to stay on the main screen and mm. wait for one dollar to show up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> How often do you do that? All day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean if I'm on if I'm on mobile, if I'm on like break or something, I'll just have it up. Or early in the morning is the best time to get up about four AM. You just find it's, someone it's okay, Smurf. You can say whatever you want. I stay played Dimension X all day, so uh, <laughs> I leave that thing on. And when it's time to refill your squares, I refill my squares, and I'm still going strong since October. Here. How about this, no Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas is usually four dollars. He's got like a million listings at four dollars. Was three dollars right now for his debut. Good. Is good. One of nine thousand. No. 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 Who knows okay. if Michael no. Thomas is playing again? No. Okay. With this guy Thanks. out of here. Thanks. I haven't started my, you know, my draft. When you check next week, season, LG, so. there'll be more at three dollars. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will. I will throw some alpha into the first mint uh, oh. Discord there. So wow, maybe some wow. People need to buy the, buy yeah, the you don't get anything and, here. Value for that, holders. Right. Okay, if you want yeah. some of that alpha, you got to go to OpenSea. You got to load up 0.12 ETH in your wallet. 
uh, or bag dollars and cents for one of his 14 different first minute day one passes. Or sign on to our, so our spaces is going to be Thursday, I think, until the season starts. Oh, wow. We're going to do it on Wednesdays. No. So we want to do it Wednesday because that's when the new challenges are coming out. But -hmm. apparently a couple of my co-hosts watch Love Island. I don't know what Love Island. Are you guys into Love Island? Phil definitely uh, knows. What I it watched is. the first a... season of the American one, and it, the next two seasons are on my list, but I'm not there yet. I've got too many like housewives shows to watch. The challenge, I'm not up to date on all that stuff. I, I'm I'm too far behind right now. I'm it. just confused. I assumed it got canceled when Jeff when they killed off Jeffrey Epstein, I, but apparently it's still a show and it's still going. <laughs> I on. You're gonna say Jeff Probst? I'm like, dude, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're making a joke about how Jeffrey yeah, yeah. I'm not anyways file <laughs> Island is womp, the same womp. thing as the Love Island yeah, TV show. It's not is that funny if I have to explain it, LG. For, well, because no, I, I don't even I don't follow reality TV, so I was like, wait, Jeffrey Epstein was on a reality show? I don't remember that, but maybe you know no, like, but they, they the recently thing. posted a picture of him with the island boys, whatever that means. That was weird. Uh oh. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I don't know. Bizarre. Apparently, when they were little kids, he hung out with them. I don't know. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, back to talking about buying internet uh, sports cards. Okay, Smurf, any, anything else Come we on. should know before we let you go? Because I know you, you got to hang with your kids or something like that. You got some, some business Yeah, to I got to go. Yeah, to get the kids out of the yard and get them back in. Um, oh, I yard. was doing a season one set review last week, and I'll, I'll just briefly mention this. So, obviously, the the account value for those sets have plummeted like 50%. Mm. But the interesting thing was the set completions have risen on all of them 25%. Wow. So, mm. so it's interesting that people are still collecting those sets and holding on to them for the long term. It's mm-hmm. you would think right. when the account value just plummeted, people would say, uh, or they get one set utility and they'd sell out of it, but people are uh, starting to collect those sets. I feel like it's a good time, though, you know, and again, it depends if you, you I've done this many off seasons for Top Shower. I'm like, now's a great time to buy. And then flash forward three months and it was a terrible time to buy. So <laughs> yes. take this all with a grain of salt. This is a newer platform. Doesn't have, you know, 50 million moments. Uh, that same problem that Top Shot does. So hopefully the team's got something great for us this year. Um, but I will say, yeah, if people are looking to do complete sets. Uh, I think the off season is the time. That's where you see the most capitulation. So I'm not surprised if you're getting you know, a higher completion total, right. During, during this yeah. time. So you're saying the base set series one is filling up people are people are starting to complete it. Yeah. I'm saying across all, all sets of series one. Oh, really? All set. Okay. All series one sets. Okay. Common rares, legendaries. They've all gone up 25% from where they were a year ago. Nice. Right on. Okay. Well, that's good. I yeah. mean, that, that's, Interesting. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's good. Right. I mean, at least there's some people that are hardcore on the platform, right. Sticking around. Um, yeah. Great. Well, that's, I mean, Smurf last question nights. for you. For Thursday nights, all day, all night, with you, Stone Cold, uh, Mr. Mr. X, X and, his, and his 90s fan going to make a return yet big again. return last week. Uh, 90s big return. He's he's back, baby. We're back. <laughs> Let's do right it. On, Cody, man. All right, well, Cody yeah. called us up from the dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Smurf, good to see you, man. And uh, yeah, I'll post the link to all day, all night in the podcast description if you guys want to follow it on Twitter um, or anything else. But yeah, appreciate the chat and uh, and a little bit about them. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Smurf. Take care, man. Later. I'm always afraid when a guest leaves that they won't leave when we say goodbye, that they won't like <laughs> they won't know how to quit and they'll just sit there and I'll have to like it'll Throw take an extra out. 10 seconds for me to go and, you know, go remove guest, which is such like a slap in the face where you just get removed from a stream. But, you know, so it's oh, good. Man. He was he was he was on it. He was he was really good at kind of 
leaving. um well phil there you go a new a new surprise guest every week someone and i don't even tell you that was amazing there's anything's gonna happen i really wanted to ask him but i I actually slipped my mind at the end i wanted to ask him as a big sports fan if he on the weekend was able to witness one of the greatest sports moments in canadian history which i assume that most of our listeners and most People who follow sports, even if you don't like mm-hmm. golf that much, mm-hmm. were able to witness. Because not only was it one of the greatest moments in Canadian sports, it's what happened right after that made it 10 times better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fallout from that is still going on today. And just to give a bit of context here, for those who don't know, the Canadian Open, which is the most irrelevant PGA stop on the actual tour every oh, year. Yeah. Because yeah. it's wedged in there between the Memorial in Ohio, and mm-hmm. which is Jack, Jack Nicholas's famous course and i've been to that mm-hmm. course many times uh it's wedged in there between that and the u.s mm-hmm. open okay so a lot mm-hmm. of top golfers don't play a lot mm-hmm. do come to canada because they feel it's a good warm-up mm-hmm. um you know like the rory mcelroy's and all that mm-hmm. but for the first time ever this golf course it's not ever but in re- recent memory i always look up where the canadian open is it's never at the same golf course mm-hmm. it's usually in one of the posh communities of ontario like yeah. Oakville, Ontario, Burlington, parts of Burlington have really nice golf courses. It's always somewhere like that. So when I saw North York, Ontario, I was like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Where the hell is this course? North York, for people who don't know, is 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 part of the greater Toronto area. It's part of mm-hmm. Toronto. It's like a, you can't say a neighborhood because it's so big, but it's, anyway. It's, it's like the northern end of what yes. is considered the downtown of Toronto, which like a hundred years ago, that was like the northern outskirts. But now Phil and I grew up in North York. It's like when you tell people you grew up there, they're like, oh, you grew up downtown. <laughs> so that's kind of like, you know, because now Toronto's a big sprawl, man, right? So it's kind of, yeah. you're, you're kind of, you were kind of urban growing up there. Yeah. So, and so I looked it up. I said, wow, North York. Okay. So we don't have to like trek across town and go watch this event. We can go mm-hmm. local, right? So I look it up on the map and sure enough, I, for the first time ever, and I've lived in this city my entire life, found out that there is a PGA caliber golf course within only kilometers of one of the worst parts of town. Like, we're talking. <laughs> and, and for those who are from the greater Toronto area, or maybe even people from the outside, mm-hmm. you know that the Jane and Finch area, okay? Oh, is, is that where it is? It's literally a block or two <laughs> north of Jane and Finch. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand still how there's a PGA mm-hmm. golf course nestled mm-hmm. into that. Um, you know, I don't want to diss anybody, but it, it's a ghetto at the end of the day. Jenny and Finch. It was, it was like when we were teenagers, like that's where like every weekend there was a shooting. And it but was still like, happens. Don't, it don't actually go still there. It's still there. Yeah. But it's yes, like, that was absolutely. like, don't go. And it was specifically like, that's the intersection. It's like yeah. not, maybe not as dangerous for like a regular person walking by, but that's like a concentration of gang activity. Let's put it that way. And it still is huge in the Toronto right. rap world. It's, it's all different groups from, from that area. And they're constantly right. into some, some crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. Did you know that mom and dad used to take us to a mini golf in that area? Do I'm you remember surprised. that? No, I called, don't remember it, but I'm it was like, I think it was like, it mimicked like a, a train station and it was right in the Jane and Finch area. And I know we're going to get a text saying it's not Jane and Finch. It's like the street north of Finch or south of Finch, something like mm-hmm. that. But there was an actual mini golf course that we used to go to all the time. We were really young. So you're probably young, way younger, obviously. Um, but we used to Fun go there all Station. the time. Was it called Fun Station? Fun Station. Holy shit. Yeah. That's exactly what it was called. Mm-hmm. And But again, I am shocked. I'm like, hold on a second. They're actually bringing PGA pros to this area. To Fun and Station. then when you watch it on TV, it's like all these nice pine trees mm-hmm. and all that. 
But you see between the pine trees. Don't even say anything else. No, no, hold on. We can't move away from Fun Station, (laughs) which I don't remember at all without watching the ad for Fun Station. Oh, I remember it really well. This is with sound. Hold on, wait. Let me restart it. Fun Station. (laughs) Family fun. Fun Station. Fun. (laughs) With mini golf. What in the world? (laughs) Oh, my God. We got destroyed on the cover cars. Come on. With Kimmy Gibbler? Also, ask about special group and birthday party packages and get on the right track to... Okay, just so people know what we're laughing at, it's like like batting cages and bumper cars, and in every single clip, the people are getting destroyed. Like the first clip of the bumper cars is yeah. someone just getting absolutely and the slammed. batting cage, a girl in the, the ball batting cage her. is yeah. like the girl is like a like a woman batting and she misses and then another <laughs> ball hits her. <laughs> fun station, fun part. Oh the yeah, let's start here. Jane above Finch. Oh, oh yeah, my Jane god, they actually Finch. say Jane and Finch. Yeah, above Finch. Yeah, they above actually Finch. say Jane and Finch. I cannot get Hold over on. it. I gotta I gotta watch this bumper co- this person getting destroyed on the bumper car again. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> and look at mini golf. Fun mini golf with mini golf. Here comes bumper first clip. Boom. <laughs> of all clips, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link. It. I'm gonna put the link in the in the podcast description and the, the bumper car is at six seconds in. Let's watch it one more time. Oh. Bumper car. <laughs> Concussion. <laughs> yeah. Take your kids here so they can get absolutely mangled. Uh, that but, place can't exist anymore. That okay, can't be, no, it like, doesn't. It's long gone. Okay, it's long. I, I've driven okay. by and okay. I look, but I still no. can't get over that mom and dad used to take us to the Jane and Finch area, literally nestled right in there. Mm-hmm. And we used to go play mini golf. I guess they considered it safe. But it actually is an area where if you look at the news the last five years, there's been people hit by stray bullets all the time during the day. It lasts the last like 25 seriously. years, man. Like a lot. No, seriously, like a it's, it's a thing, ago. right? Yeah. Like it, it's oh, yeah. one of those things. If you're not from around there, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a problem. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm shocked that we used to go there. Maybe times were different way back then. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, so bottom line is the PGA Tour, for whatever reason, picked mm-hmm. a golf course. And if you watch, it looks great on TV. You see the pine trees. But the more shots you see, and I watched all day yesterday, you will see in the background some of those buildings, mm-hmm. like between the trees. I'm like, yo, seriously, what mm-hmm. is this? And and Toronto's mm-hmm. traffic is top five worst in the world. And and there were stories all week of golfers that were barely making their tee times. And there there was one where his his actual shuttle driver had to drive the wrong way on a major street for like a full two blocks to get to his tea time or he'd be disqualified from the actual. Well, like where were their hotels, right? Because their hotels wouldn't I don't be know. There. So their hotels would be like downtown. At the airport, the airport I would assume. Or, I would assume would still airport. take a long time to get there, though. That's oh, still dude, take, like, a 10-minute yeah, drive anywhere Toronto. Yeah. on a Thursday or Friday at any yeah. point in the day was yeah. would 100% be a 45-minute drive, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so if they were mistiming all of that, um, yeah. the hole number 14 had something called the penalty box. Did you see that, mm-hmm. LG? No, so no, there I, were I, hockey was, I was at, sorry, I was at UFC all weekend. All okay. right, I didn't catch that's any of right. This. Oh, we got to hear about that. Okay, oh, we're so, talk about it. so there were hockey boards around mm-hmm. the tee box, mm-hmm. and it, every single official from the tournament was wearing a referee's outfit. Okay, it was called the penalty box. Why? And the golfers, some of Why? them had trouble teeing off because all the yahoos gathered there. If you ever watch the waste management open in Phoenix. Where all the yahoos gather on the 16th. What hole. the fuck is the waste man? Like waste management okay. company sponsors. Yeah, a, they a sponsor it. And this oh tournament, pe- you've never seen it. So people line up at like four in the morning. <laughs> when the gates open, there's a there's a drone to film them all running to the 16th hole. Okay. Because there's a grandstand and everything. And every golfer in Phoenix that tees off on the 16th, if their shot is not close to the hole, they get the living crap booed out of them by the crowd. Dude. If they hit a good shot, the entire crowd throws their beers onto the course. 
Okay, everybody. Why is it? Why is it called? Why is it called that? Why That's is it sponsor. called? The sponsor is the. Is well, no, no. Why is it called the penalty box? Why is it called okay, the penalty so box? So back to the. Is penalty it like box a Canadian now? gimmick of? Yeah, like, it's a oh, huge it's Canadian gimmick. Huge oh. Canadian gimmick, and the fans were actually banging on the boards nonstop. Okay, um, some of the golfers were trying to tee off, and they were laughing so hard they had to step back <laughs> and they couldn't stop because every but, single hey. Canadian golfer, and there was like twenty, they would sing the national anthem. It was getting really old. Mm-hmm. Every single time a Canadian golfer would come up, they would sing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Matt and it, it, tons of golfers. I'm telling you, if you watch the videos, they couldn't stop laughing. They're like, "What is wrong with these people?" Anyways, mm-hmm. golf has kind of done this lately. They've Canada. allowed some misbehavior yeah. on the course uh, at on. certain got, holes. Yeah, I've got the video. Um, Hold on, I've got some video. Okay, of that, let's see of the it penalty was, bus of uh, like who came? Uh, up Nick. That? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. There, yeah, it's like a Look huge. It just guy. looks like a hockey rink, and it has sponsors on it. And that's that sound is people hitting the boards. Well, it's all Yahoo's, man. All the Yahoo's rushed it's every morning to get there. Yeah, get in the hole, yeah. and then they bang the boards again. They bang the boards again. There you go. <laughs> so the other thing I noticed, look at that, a bunch of Yahoo's, and, and you know what? Kudos to golf for inviting that a little bit because golf can be really, really serious and boring and stuff like that. <laughs> Look at this guy, man. Like, seriously, what is this? <laughs> Dressed like a rat. I mean, look like a rat. Should have had like the sure, full You know what, though? On. I mean, golf is going a lot younger and they see a lot of opportunity there. So I think it's That's good. exactly it. They know that like millennials, Gen Z, like they love like weird little gimmicks like that. And honestly, the whole point of doing it is so it, it ends up for people like it ends up being on shows like this or just, you know, kind of people that don't watch as much golf talking about it. So I think that works, right? Because golf is it, like got a, people talking sport. about it. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fast forward to the end of the tournament yesterday. A Canadian player has not won the event since 1954, okay? And and tons of Canadians get exemptions to play in this event. So there's always about 20 of them. And somehow, none of them have ever won the event. No. Mike yeah. Weir, when he was winning tour events, the Masters, all that, he never won this tournament, okay? No. Um, yeah. So there was a Canadian in, 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 in at the end who made who went to a playoff with, with Tommy Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for the first time, we were, we were going to have a chance to have a Canadian win it. Mm-hmm. Um, it went to three playoff holes. Nothing mm-hmm. was settled. Right. And then we yeah. got to the fourth playoff hole. And one of the most incredible shots mm-hmm. you'll maybe ever see in golf mm-hmm. was made where the tournament was won on a 72 foot putt. That is not normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. That takes me back. And I was actually texting dad about this earlier because he remembers. It takes me back to Tiger Woods, I believe in 2002, mm-hmm. who hit a shot in the pitch black darkness over mm-hmm. water to mm-hmm. win the tournament when it was in mm-hmm. Oakville or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Nick Taylor, big, big win. And it doesn't end there. A couple mm-hmm. things. After he won, the crowd lost their mm-hmm. shit. Absolutely lost mm-hmm. their shit. It was starting to pour rain. Mm-hmm. I saw some Mounties in the background. I love the, f- mm-hmm. I love the fact that because this is called the Canadian Open, mm-hmm. they needed to have things like Mounties there. First of mm-hmm. all, LG, how often do you see actual Mounties? I never see Mounties. So, so, okay, so hold on. There's something you should know about Mounties because the traditional, <laughs> so what you think of as a Mountie, which is the person in the red outfit, like yes. South or whatever that show was, those, there's a lot of those, but they never wear that. 
you know what I mean? They don't, they don't wear, that's their traditional outfit that they wear. Like when the queen comes and shit like that, but otherwise they don't wear that. Like, like anybody, we have a large federal police in Canada. It's called the RCMP and that's where Mounties are. So all of them are technically Mounties, any small town, like we don't have a provincial police in BC. So even my town is like the RCMP is the police is the right. There's no, there's no municipal, there's no provincial, there's just the RCMP and all of them are technically Mounties. (laughs) They all have a Mountie outfit at home that they could wear with the hat. It's just something that they're only going to wear that when they get commended or some other shit. Right. So that's there are. So I've never I rarely have ever seen a Mountie in Mountie uniform, but we do have a lot of Mounties. <laughs> they're just they're just nobody. If you like, honestly, if you called a Mountie in Mountie, he'd, he'd probably arrest you. Like he'd probably pick I, you up. I just find it funny that that's what people associate Canadians with. It's the same as they should like, have them. They should have them wear their outfits at this event. That's like if they have the penalty box, they might as well get these guys in their mounty outfits and play. Like no, they were. Like they that. were wearing those. Oh, outfits. they were. Okay, okay. That's what I mean. Yeah, is you never see that. I was do. like, okay, yeah. that's of course the Canadian tournament tour. They were going to throw a bunch of mounties in there out of nowhere. Is that yeah. Do, okay. Yeah. No. They should. Um, they should. It's a people, so Americans love that. So after Nick Taylor won, which which yeah. which just set off fireworks in all over yeah. the world. Um, that was the clip that everybody's seen. Something yeah. happened. Okay. A lot of the fellow Canadian golfers who had played earlier in the day, some had been had didn't even make the cut. They were all there in attendance to witness this mm-hmm. and some of them had champagne bottles ready to celebrate and when nick yeah. taylor hit that putt yeah. adam hadwin who had played around earlier in the day and was now changed into different clothes mm-hmm. grabbed a champagne bottle mm-hmm. and rushed on to the green to celebrate with nick taylor mm-hmm. and then all hell broke loose roll the table well, here we go yeah <laughs> it's well i mean people are gonna be listening to it but basically it's it's, this is right when the incident happened, but he everybody's probably seen this by now, but he ran right at them and started spraying champagne. And uh, a, a, a police officer uh, who's running security noticed it and took him to the ground. It was a security guard and a Boom! police officer. And we're, <laughs> we're talking, that's a big tackle. Like that is Yeah, a- and here comes the caddy. The caddy yeah. comes over. He's like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's Adam Hadwood, man. Like, leave him alone. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Of and then I like, you know, one of the... One of the funny things is the cat, the cop, like one cop tackles him, the security ta- tackles him, and then the RCMP officer comes over, and he's on yes. him. He starts grabbing his hand, and then when he realizes, they get him up and see the the police officer. See, so he starts laughing. He's like, he's all sheepish. Ha, ha, ha. He's all sheepish. Yeah, he's like, oh, it. that was funny. Just wasn't a joke, it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry there, friend. <laughs> hey, bud. Sorry. It's like, no, you're gonna get a freaking lawsuit, man. Like, <laughs> something you know bad's what, gonna though, happen. It- you're trying to do anything. In true Canadian fashion, Adam Hadwin actually joked about it after and, mm-hmm. and said he's all good, no injuries. So oh, he, yeah. he can't play he can't play that card anymore. And I would have done but, the same, eh, but if I was a police officer, if I was a cop, I did the same, eh? But what's crazy is that Adam Hadwin is a golfer. Imagine he has to miss like some upcoming events because he got absolutely mangled. Yeah, because he got he guard. broke his wrist or something like that. Who has like, no, the entire I mean, season? I don't think it was necessary to tackle like it's not he wasn't holding a machete or like a machine gun or anything like that. He literally had a bottle of champagne. I mean, what's the worst he could do like these security guards at sporting events? I think it, it comes from all these videos we've seen of like failed security attempts at catching those guys who run onto the field. I think well, some of them yeah. take it really seriously. And well, the minute they could put their hands on someone, they take them out hard. I don't, right? like, I don't I was, necessarily I disagree that they need, they don't have time to think, you know what I mean? Oh, for like, sure. I think, I think that split second can be the difference between like life or death. If somebody has like a knife. Right. And there's yeah. that incident. Was it like an NCAA game two years ago where those two girls were going to run on the court and protest 
um, oh, yeah. like the oh. meat industry. And the, you know what I'm talking about? The security guards yeah, watching yeah. them. And then yes. as soon as they go, he hops over the front row yeah. and tackles the girl because <laughs> um, he knew they were going to do it. But then, you know, listen, man, like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the big stories in sports, like in the 90s, is like athletes were getting stabbed. You know, well, like Monica Sellis. That's a, yeah, Monica Monica Sellis, Sellis a good example. Stabbed in a the couple back, baseball man. ones, too. So I think yep. I think now I think also to discourage like streaking and all that kind of stuff, because. <laughs> You know, I think the story they say to the public is like, well, it could be dangerous. So we take like excessive force. But I think in general to dis to discourage it, they're like anybody who runs on that shouldn't be there. Take him out, you know, like hurt the yeah. person so that well, other people don't try and do the same. Maybe Adam Hadwin should have had credentials or something. You know, it's it's I, I think it's a kind of a, well, he's not. I mean, he's not a household name or face. So no, it's not like it's Tiger it's Woods. It's not a Tiger or, Woods know, where you'd no, be like, OK, I know no. who he is. I'm not going to tackle him. Nobody yeah, knows who the hell Adam Hadwin yeah. is. Trust me. Yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. Not a, let alone a security guard who's not mm -hmm. part of the thing. He's, he's, he's probably not even into golf. Not um, like but, not like four years ago, Phil, when Masai Ujiri from the Raptors tried but, to celebrate but, his team winning the championship. Okay, so the Toronto media guard. is trying yeah. to spin it in that exact mm -hmm. same direction, calling both oh. incidents identical <laughs> and saying that people need to be reprimanded for when these things happen uh, the mm -hmm. way it did with Masai Ujiri. I think the Ujiri thing was 10 times worse, okay? He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't rushing the court. It's, he, he didn't have no. no credentials on him. Masai Ujiri no. was actually, you know, making his way over in a really calm way after a championship yeah. with his full credentials and the cop mm. decided to just be a dick and rough him up well and he said okay. i'm the general manager of this team right. like he it's said not who he like, is. yeah that's right yeah i think i think that that's the cop didn't like even look into it. thing right they should be a little bit like the you know the stadium security should have should maybe be a little bit more aware of like who the players and the the you know but the you're not supposed are, to but. rush the, the the green after like you know no it looked the quite families aggressive. don't even yeah. do that man yeah like, but, it looked but, a little bit aggressive for sure it was such a big moment that these canadian yeah. golfers were actually very close and we didn't know that yeah. until uh recently uh, mm -hmm. i think they just it was the emotion poured out and these guys were so happy they just didn't think about it but i want to oh, finish on course. this lg when it comes yeah. to golf and security Please, yeah the only reason that that security guard acted that way is because, and I'm going to rewind it back to this waste management open this year, the streaker at the waste management open who uh -huh. ran across three entire holes with security chasing him and they could not get him. Okay. This guy was fully too new running. Everyone was cheering and throwing beer everywhere and they couldn't get him. And when he got to the water, he did the biggest spread Eagle jump into the water with the cops in pursuit. And the place erupted like someone had won the Masters. It is one mm -hmm. of the greatest videos ever. It goes on and on because this guy escapes. They, they couldn't catch him. He was just too quick. Oh, and, and, you know, some of these security guards and some of these police officers are not in the greatest of shape. And they were tumbling into, like, sand traps. Like, they're falling everywhere. And this guy mm -hmm. is just running. And, mm -hmm. and at the end, he does the greatest swan dive right into that mm -hmm. pond you will ever see in your life. And then he starts surfing on the sign of the tournament in the middle of the water <laughs> and they still can't get him. <laughs> so I do love as much as it's, you know, it can be dangerous at times. I do love when streakers and other uh, field intruders like are able to completely evade the security. I do enjoy that. I think that that's pretty funny. It's kind of pitiful where it's like, listen, man, like if I was I, maybe this, I, I don't I've never been a security guard or a cop, but I feel like if I was a cop. Like you have a gym at work and they want you to be big and strong. Like you, I would definitely make sure that I'm pretty fast. <laughs> right? And well, I know they're wearing a lot of gear, but some not of guys, just for streakers for anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, that's what I mean, man. If you're going to have to fight some crackhead, like I don't want to lose. Crackhead, you know what I mean? Like, I'd make overpower people like that. Uh, and also outrun them a little bit. Right. So, um, but 
you know, good times. hard to judge from this distance, right? Nothing That's what right. I have to do. Or I big, big, big moment in Canadian sports history and, and golf history. That was huge, man. What Is that the putt. biggest Canadian golf moment since Mike Weir winning the Masters? It has to be, 100%. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, there hasn't been so, any yeah. other moments. Yeah. There's right? literally so, been nothing to talk about since then. Oh, there's nothing to talk like, about What is that, 20, 21 years ago or something like that? 2001? Because yeah. yeah. Tiger gave it to him, right? That's right. So, man. yeah. <laughs> this is like a super <laughs> long time ago. And Mike Weir has catapulted that into like being you know a giant brand in canada he's got his winery he has all this everyone's like yeah even even in the, those clips he's there mike weir you know like he's our he's guy still the only yeah. canadian golfer people can name like seriously oh not even absolutely i, I so. even i could i even i just found out who these guys were yeah. through this through the last 24 hours <laughs> i don't know those yeah. guys were at all there's no way <laughs> which is pitiful it's too bad because i feel like in a lot of other you know american and international sports we've been able to have a few canadian uh, athletes kind of transcend and and be bigger names right and mm-hmm. and you know you would have thought that maybe mike weir would have inspired a younger generation in canada to, to take up golf maybe in the same way that like a, a vince carter did for basketball um but clearly not the same effect uh, mike weir definitely well, not the same didn't carry the same swagger let's say as uh, as a vince carter no but we could be seeing it now like this this could be i the think guys. from that I mean, these, yeah these could be the guys that were growing up watching mike weir now now you know yeah. maybe it took time because and he's not young nick taylor's not 21 but there, there's rarely any golfers uh, with the exception of the superstar golfers that win tournaments mm-hmm. at 19 20 21 right yeah um yeah. a lot of golfers don't win their first but, event but I'm saying even win events but yeah but i think something like even something like tennis it's like well we still have a couple notable tennis players here and there right like we don't they're not they're yeah. not grand slam champions yet but they're not mm-hmm. they're not nobodies at this point right like same with soccer. Back on the tour. The same thing. Yep. i think milos ranish had his first match in oh, like two that. years today did or he, yesterday or win? something like that. Do you know if he won? He, did. he won. Yeah, he wow. won. I didn't know he um, so he's back. Uh, Papa Sill. Uh, we've got a few. We've got a few. Uh, Felix. Um, what's his name? Aliassim. That's it. Yeah. So we've got a few. You know, there's a decent generation, and that comes from like there wasn't like a big, you know, Canadian tennis player 20 years ago, right? They've kind of come out of come out of the ether a little bit, except for that doubles sure. guy. That doubles yeah, guy well, who always did. Uh, what was doubles, his name, but, man? Oh my yeah, God. exactly. Nestor. Exactly. Daniel what was Nestor. his name? <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Nestor, his... man. It's Daniel <laughs> Nestor. <laughs> hey, just before we move on from golf, did you have any thoughts on the Live Golf PGA merger, which is like a million years ago Dude, now? But you, um, a lot of golf news this week. That was that you're was actually the one who told me about it. Like you, mm-hmm. when you messaged me. I I thought you were full of shit. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's dude? pretty nuts, right? honestly. Like, and and for people that don't follow golf, and I don't blame you if you don't follow golf. That's totally fine. Um, Live Golf is a like uh, is this competitive league that emerged a couple years ago. They are backed uh, by the Saudis, which who are making a huge push into golf or into into all sports, which we've covered on the podcast. And they last year offered these massive bounties to a lot of PGA players to pretty much have them cross the floor, be like, "Hey, we're a competitive league. Come on over here. We'll pay you like two hundred million dollars." Some of them took it, caused a lot of you know division in golf, and you but but regardless of that the ratings for live golf were still total trash. Like they were garbage. Like nobody was watching it. (laughs) Didn't matter. What a waste of money. But then randomly last week, the PGA announced that they were merging with live golf, which really, I find that really confusing. Phil. I feel like there's gotta be more at play there than we know, because I really don't think live was like competitive enough yet to, to, to warrant that or for the PGA to worry about them as a threat. But uh, clearly there's something else there. I think live was more on the side of, all right, we know we need the PGA brand. Um, so if things are not going well early, and it, it's hard, people were, I mean, it was, you, nobody knew where to watch the live events. You knew, no. you knew the golfers. 
all these golfers were now looked at as like big scumbags because of the money they took. So yeah, of course. Yeah. But, How dare but you now? Yeah. yeah. Think, think of the regret from the guys who were offered. Mm-hmm. I mean, tiger was offered. I mean, tiger doesn't need the money, like, but tiger was, tiger offered. was offered like, dude. Yeah. yeah it's I like seven or $800 million yeah. to go yeah. play for live. Right. And, and he stayed the loyal. Like, and, yeah. 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 He didn't go and neither and now, did yeah. Rory or those guys like that. And you know, but now, now there's talk that because of the partnership, the guys who left won't reap the same benefits because now, now that the PGA is back in charge, the PGA actually makes a decision on if those guys are allowed back in and under mm-hmm. what conditions. But those guys don't give a shit because they've already got their massive money. And for most of them, for those who don't understand why $200 million would be a lot to a golfer, some of these guys, their career earnings were like 30, 40 million. And they had been playing for 10 to 15 years. And now they're... They, they, they quadruple that even more in, in one shot. They got the money. And the deal with the Saudi money, for those, again, who don't understand it because um, Cristiano Ronaldo took money, mm-hmm. Leo Messi was offered money, didn't take it. Mm-hmm. It is tax-free money, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it, you're, you're getting a huge chunk. But yeah, right. I was shocked, man. I, I'm shocked that a, not even a year later, actually, it's actually, this is the second time the Canadian Open is stuck in the middle of this crazy news. It happened yeah, last year. It was and it happened ago. again yeah. this year. Where yeah. no one's talking about this Canadian Open because of the Live no. Golf Tour uh, news, um, wow. and now money also. talks. LG, end of story. Money talks in everything in life, and uh, absolutely, no matter what, absolutely, the money and was you're offered a lot to of that commissioner there or that whatever the hell he is, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Sure. And also, yeah. you're seeing mergers kind of across the board, right? Like the WWE yep. and UFC merged recently, and they're announcing That's like right. a new company, right? Like it's not it's not uncommon for consolidation to happen sometimes, but we'd love to would love to learn a little bit more. Phil, we got to move on to talk, talk about other topics. But first, let's hear one of the uh, an ad on the show. We haven't had an ad on the show in months, but we have one today, courtesy of Pookie.gg, P-O-O-K-Y.gg. So here's, a, here, here's, here's, <laughs> what is this, man? Here's, here's a message from our sponsor. With the MLS heating up this summer, there is no better time to step into a world of fantasy soccer and add a little hint of Web3. Pookie is a blockchain soccer prediction game that is free and easy to play. All you have to do is show up, grab your Pookie ball, and pick the scores of each match for the chance to win some Matic and other prizes. There are multiple tiers of balls and competitions, and many leagues reward up to 660 Matic each week. It's based on Polygon, so the gas fees are insanely low, like two cents. So sign up at the link below in our podcast description and start predicting today on Pookie. Wow. Man, I thought I you were wish. joking. I didn't know we no, actually I'm had dead an ad. No, I'm dead. No, they're actually we actually have a sponsor. Oh, cool. <laughs> so this is actually actually I will I will talk about it uh, because I don't take on sponsors where where I think the product's crap. Like I try and take on you know stuff that I think is actually interesting and and actually kind of cool. So let's just do a quick walkthrough. I didn't they I did not agree to a walkthrough. So this is this is free for them. Uh, but I want people to on the sh- who listen to the show watch the show to kind of understand how it works. So you can go to the site Pookie P O O K Y. Um, and it's basically like a soccer prediction game. I don't think they have the rights, the team names. So basically it's like the different cities, but what you do is you sign in, you get a free ball. Uh, and with that ball, you get like a hundred of these like, uh, lightning kind of points, energy points. And with those points, you can make different bets. So you go into this, um, this is Banfield versus river plate. And you can kind of predict like what the score is going to be. Uh, and then and then kind of you know make your prediction on that. So it's basically uh, it's it's a little bit of kind of like a not a, what do you call it? We just 
calling the predictions for the games, the outcomes of the games. Yeah, it's like a prediction challenge, man. That's prediction challenge, players. right? Like, yeah. I don't know if there's a real name for that, but here you go. That's These what it's called on, on other sites, yeah. Like ESPN Okay, so prediction stuff, game, prediction you go. All the time. Yeah, you go, you set prediction, and that's and then you that's it. And then you get points, you climb the leaderboard. Um, there's paid competitions, which you need to enter by buying Pokeballs, like rare Pokeballs. So when you join, you get the common, the base one. Uh, but then you can buy other like common, rare, epic, legend, kind of like so rare where it like lets you into the different competition tiers. Um, and then you go and you play. The part that I actually like is these Pokeballs, they're called. Each one has different traits. So you can get one that's like, hey, uh, this Pokeball gives you like plus five points for home teams, right? So if you predict the home team's going to win, you get an extra five points. So it's Bonus. kind of like... Yeah, it's, so it's bonuses. So you, if you feel like you're always going to bet on like away teams, go look for a Pokeball that has a, a huge bonus for away teams and use that one to bet. So there's kind of like an extra little layer there that I think is cool. And then you can buy and sell and trade those Pokeballs. So I like that. They're using kind of crypto to do it. Their drops sell out like freaking instantly. There's one last week. Um, weren't able to get a promo up for it in time, but it sold out in like a couple hours. They have another one, I think looks like in a, in a day and 15 hours. They, they, their times are kind of European. So um, it's going to drop very early morning for all of us. But um, yeah, I think it's cool. I'm going to try and get probably one of the commons or the rares in the next drop and just kind of play around. And they have MLS. So that's that I think is where there's a bit more interest here. You need, I think, a common ball. So you have to buy one to play in MLS. But you can basically bet MLS. Maybe that's, you know, interest to a lot of our people kind of watching, um, especially MLS being midseason. So that's that's the pitch for Pookie. Go check it out. I'll put the link in the in the bio for the podcast. Um, it's free to play. So go check it out. Always love to see some innovation in the in the blockchain kind of betting space. So that's it. That's the plug for Pookie, Phil. Oh, Pookie. All right. Got to check it Boom. out. Boom. Go check it out. Yeah, Phil, you like this kind of stuff, right? I feel like I you do. Into it. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, Phil, I went to uh, I went to UFC. Nice. I went to UFC. I went to UFC 289. Um, it was a hell of an experience, honestly. I've never been, you know, Phil. I was thinking about this. I posted on Twitter that I have never been to a live fighting event, which I realize is untrue. You and I went to a WWE wrestling event in like 1996 or something like we that. Did. Like, I remember Ken Blackman was fighting. Remember, he was like the Taekwondo guy with the black pants. I don't. I I, I only remember Ken Blackman. Um, wow. or no, Ken Shamrock. Not uh, no. There's his no. last name was Blackman. Shane oh. Blackman. Anyways. Anyways, you and I went to what something at the Sky Dome uh, way, way back. And that's Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman. You know what I'm talking about? You know uh, Steve at the Sky Dome would have been WrestleMania, no? No, but we didn't. We weren't fancy. We didn't go to that. It was like a Monday Night Raw. Here, I did guy, go Steve, to that, though. Remember this guy, Steve Blackman? Remember this guy, Steve Blackman? I do remember him. Wow. Okay. Yes, no, I do. I do. I do. I do. Anyways, totally unrelated. Um, so I went to UFC and made kind of a weekend of it, which was awesome. I went down. Um, when did I go? I went down on Friday because we went to the Q&A and ceremonial weigh-in. So basically, like UFC weekends work is like on Thursday, there's like press conference. Uh, and then on Friday, there's ceremonial weigh-in, which is free for fans. I don't know if it's like that in other towns, but it's free for fans. Um so I went with my buddy Steve, who is a loyal listener of the podcast and also uh, formerly an MMA fighter, which I'll explain in just a second, Ooh. but uh, which there's a relation to UFC here. Um, 
And what we did is I also caught wind that UFC Strike was organizing like a little get together there. Rob, who's the new GM, was actually in town for it. So what wow. we did is we we're able to meet up with Rob and a bunch of other collectors, uh, go to the ceremonial in, which was free. But he was able to get us uh, sponsorship seats, which were like near pretty much like near the front, which is awesome. So we got to like get in kind of first sit right near the front. Uh, the Q&A they had. Uh, was uh, what's her name? Shevchenko, right? In the women's bouts. Yep. Um, and Juliana Pena was there, uh, and then two Canadian fires that nobody's ever heard of, but they, you know, put them on stage to kind of make them be part of it. Uh, but it was it was good. The Q and A was hilarious. You know, it was funny to see like random fans kind of ask questions, and then obviously they um, wanted to kind of ask Pena about Nunez potentially retiring and if she'd want to fight her again. And then Pena took that opportunity to just talk shit the whole time. People asked Shevchenko and Pena if they would fight each other again. And, you know, oh, God, she wouldn't, she wouldn't want to lose weight to kind of go down one weight class to go yeah. to that. Um, anyways, so we had a hell of a time, super fun. And then on the Saturday, we went down for the main event, got there early because it's like doors are at three, prelims start at four. And we had floor seats, which is kind of fancy. And what we were able to do, since we were there early and nobody else was there yet, we were actually able to go to the first, like the first row of the floor seats um, for wow. the first couple of prelim bouts, which was freaking awesome, man. So we were like right near uh, here. I'll show you a couple of photos. Like we we're right near Daniel Cormier um, and DC uh, and John Anik. You have no idea how obsessed people are with DC. Like anytime he was walking to and from the <laughs> ring, people were like, DC! Like, that's the legend, like, man. Obsessed. I'd say the two people that people were, that like the crowd is most obsessed with were Dana White and DC, more so than any of the oh, fighters. Like, people went absolutely. Anytime Thank Dana God. White walked by, the whole crowd would get up and take like a billion photos of him. <laughs> really? Thank <laughs> God, God Hasbula was in there. <laughs> oh, that's another thing, too. You know, you go <laughs> to these events, there's, there's no, they're selling all this UFC merch, right? You can buy a, like UFC Canada, you can buy, you know, McGregor, whatever. You can buy all this stuff. You can buy Hasbula shirts. You could actually buy UFC Prism packs there, which was pretty cool. They sell uh, Hasbula shirts? Yes. And I have never seen, and these weren't even the shirts sold at this event. I have like of everything, like if you go to a UFC event, Phil, and you're <laughs> going to see t-shirts, like, you know, if you go to NBA Summer League, what kind of gear are you going to see the most of? Like Lakers, Celtics, right? Like yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Traditional. So you go to UFC, yeah. you go to UFC, you're like, who am I going to see the most paraphernalia of? Like Conor McGregor, maybe Ronda Rousey. Like, no, I, I know where you're people, going with this. Maybe Nunez or like some of the people fighting, like Oliveira. No. Hasbula. Like oh people, like, I'm not even kidding. Every fifth person had a Hasbula shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dif and different Hasbula shirts. Like not the ones that are selling at the event. Various Hasbula shirts. Which so, was yeah. it was it was stunning, honestly. Like I was like, I, I he he is that is easily the best signing I think the UFC has made in a long time. Uh, they're smart, getting, man. They're yes, smart. they know what oh, they're doing. Absolutely. Whether he ever fights or not, or whatever the hell it is he does, it doesn't matter. Like, he slaps yeah. people in the face and stupid things like that. But <laughs> but you're right. I mean, remember that time they said he's canceled because he was like abusing cats that lasted like oh yeah three hours, and then people like, were like yeah, no, he's, yeah, we love this little kid. Um, so, so here let me show you here we go so this is this is pretty much from the front seats like Damn. how closely you can see you know cormier and and anik and wow. um who's the other guy who's the other guy who replaced rogan i just forget his name uh, rogan didn't make it? the trip because because rogan oh, has really? naughty words about canada yeah he wasn't there oh is that what it is so well that's the rumor is that rogan was rogan didn't come because you know he, he was, was it a former fighter yeah uh oh, I I think his name. Uh, the, the redhead guy the redhead yeah. Beard? yeah 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 I think I, so, I, yeah. I 
Anyways, so pretty pretty good. You know, so we sat in the front row for a little bit there. Um, here's another nice. Can you show us John Anik's evil twin Manny? Yes, I'm gonna get to that in just a second. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So here's yeah. So here's pretty much what it looks like from the front row. I took this before the event started. That's close, Um, man. Yeah, it was close, and we were able to sit there for the first couple fights, which was awesome. And then the third fight, and they loaded the cards with Canadian fighters, of course, right? As you can, yeah, as they should. Yeah, it's a good opportunity. Yeah, being the Canadian card, they they absolutely should do that. Um, and the guy who is on the third fight is Kyle Nelson, who's a Canadian fighter that my buddy, Steve, who's a listener of the podcast, would be happy. We're talking about this fought Kyle Nelson 10 years ago in an MMA bout in Ottawa or kickboxing bout in Ottawa, Canada. Um, and that was actually Steve, my friends, it was his last MMA fight, but, and he lost to Kyle Nelson, but he claims that during the fight, Kyle Nelson was knocked out leaning against the ropes and the ref didn't see. Come. So naturally, we're watching Kyle Nelson fight. I told Steve, I was like, listen, if Kyle Nelson loses, that tells all of us that you suck, that you are a terrible fighter. But if <laughs> Kyle Nelson wins, you know what I mean? It's like if Kyle Nelson wins, then we believe you. That it means that you were a good fighter. And uh, Kyle Nelson destroyed uh, his opponent, even though he's the other drug. So yeah, it was, it was good. All the Canadian fighters, I, th- I think, went 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 on the card, um, which was fantastic. So we had a great time. Meeting the strike crew was good. Uh, probably your favorite part, Phil, from following on social media was the 100%, collapse. 100%. <laughs> Roll that tape immediately. I think I one watched. person was sent to hospital. For no, it. not even. No, uh, no. They said on the broadcast, everyone's okay. Like minor scrapes and scratches, but LG, please roll that tape. That is, it is one of the, I watched it maybe a thousand times. And the way there's this one person from the highest point that goes down, I don't think anyone sees it. I don't even know where that person ends up because you don't see them part of the group getting up. Uh, and then there were actually security guards that got buried under that pile. That's what people don't understand. Oh, it made no sense. Honestly. But the best like, part and, is that the Canadian fighter who was coming mm-hmm. out almost got Michael absolutely Watt. destroyed yeah. Yeah. by that railing. And he yeah. kind of emerges out of the rubble as if nothing as if happened. nothing happened. Here, let's watch it. So basically, Mike Malott, the third, this is the third last fight of the night. So this is the, the fight right before uh the Oliveira fight right. and the Nunez fight where she retired um he's i and we were on the other side of the, this, this stadium here like we're on the other side of the floor so we didn't we didn't see this at all maybe we did saw you guys hear the commotion at least like did you no no oh honestly honestly That's the crazy. crowd was nuts like the crowd was what's cool about going to a uc event is that it's kind of like going to a concert or like a music festival where it's like if you're there early there's a few people and they cheer but it's it's very small and then it builds and builds and builds and by yeah the time yeah it gets crazier event, and crazier. it is and people are freaking tanked by that mm-hmm. point right like people have been in there for freaking six hours so they're absolutely blasted so by the point you're getting to like mike malott like the the third last fight People know Oliver is next. People are stoked. It's another Canadian. Like it's 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 pretty rowdy. You don't really notice this kind of stuff. But let's take a look at the railing collapse. Oh, LG, you have uh, to show the other angle. The other angle is better. The oh one that was shown on TV. God. The angle from TV is the best angle. That's dangerous, man. That is that's dangerous. very dangerous. If, if, I'm is, not going to lie. If I was one of those people, they all got up and helped each other up and went back to their seats. If mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, LG, knowing what event I'm at, I am mm-hmm. absolutely playing dead on the ground. Like mm-hmm. I'm dying on the spot and then mm-hmm. suing the hell out of the UFC and everybody else. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Here, we actually, there's actually a guy who posted it. Not was, stand there's, up a guy, there's a guy in UFC Strike who is sitting like right there. And uh, <laughs> like, actually, here, let me just download this video. But the actual probably, TV probably angle is the best one. The TV angle is because you see Mike Malott emerge from the pile, and yes, he's just like, yes, 
The TV angle is fantastic. It really Here, is. Hold on. No, wait, hold on. The wrong one. Here, let's take a look at this one. I'm going to try and post as many of these. There's a lot going can. on in Canada this weekend, man. Hold yeah. On. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's Oliveira. Hold on. Wrong clip. Wrong clip. Wrong clip. Oh, I will say, while I look for the other clip, uh, Oliveira was awesome. That was really, really awesome to see him. He's awesome when uh, he's, like, not yeah. champion. You know, like yeah. I always feel yeah. that way about him. Like uh, that was mm -hmm. like, you know, like I feel like he's at his best when he's hungry for something. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And something people don't know because LG was texting me nonstop during the event, um, during the main event, the one where um, uh, Amanda Nunez ended up retiring after winning her belt. Um, it was kind of lame at first. So mm -hmm. I messaged LG. I was sitting with my son, LG's nephew. We were watching the fight and I said, all right, the crowd is really like quiet. And they're bored, it seems. Yeah. And we can hear like these people in the crowd, like letting go of these blood curling. You know, at every sporting event, when it's kind of quiet, there's always that yeah. one or set or two people that just let go of some crazy. Oh, yeah. Speed. And in a five round fight where, yeah. you know, Nunez is clearly going to destroy her opponent, she's yeah, taking her time. She's in, she knows their last fight. So she's probably savoring the moment a little bit. Like, and they're five different five minute rounds it's pretty slow. Like, you know, they start this, the round starts to trade a couple of jabs, but that, that fight was pretty slow for there, the first couple of rounds. There was nothing going on in that. circling each right. other. So it was, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I messaged LG. I sent, I sent him a text message. Listen, we can hear everything from the crowd. You need at some point in this round to scream as loud as you can. And we want to hear you. <laughs> so LG. <laughs> so I was watching a delayed feed, obviously. Very legal one at that, for sure. But anyways, mm -hmm. I was watching on a delayed feed, and LG said, all right, at the 249 mark, mm -hmm. you need to listen. Because apparently he screamed mm -hmm. at the 249 mark. So I've got about 30 seconds ago. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, mm -hmm. this is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. We are definitely going to hear this. Mm -hmm. so I'm sitting there, and like at the 229 mark, whatever it was, <laughs> we both like sit there, we pucker up our ears, mm -hmm. and we hear absolutely nothing. <laughs> so... Now I'm wondering, did LG actually scream or did he just tell me that? And uh, if he did scream, because LG is notorious, for those who don't know, when you go to a sporting event with LG, and our dad yeah. hates this. Our dad hates this, but won't say yeah, it. He hates this. Yeah, he doesn't like this. During the national so, anthem. Yeah, the Canadian. Yeah. The Canadian one. There's these two pauses in the yeah. anthem where the yahoos in the crowd just like let it rip. Mm -hmm. LG is one of those yahoos every time. And mm -hmm. every time we've been to a sporting event with our dad, LG, we know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And our dad tries to look away and he shakes his head. LG lets a crazy scream rip during that. This is where yeah. this came from. I expected so, you to, yeah. to just let her rip, but we didn't. I did. Anything. We didn't. I did. I, I yelled as loud as I could, man. You oh, can ask Steve. Crazy. Steve can confirm this. Steve, if you're able to comment anywhere, please let know. We need please a video of how loud you screamed. I do not believe you. No, there's no video. Screamed. Listen, we're. I think we're pretty done by that point, honestly, because I think I think it went from like a high of Oliveira winning because Oliveira won like three minutes in his fight, freaking destroyed yeah, Dark. That should have been the main event. And that was such a high, and then Nunes came out, and everybody, and we're all like, all right, Nunes is just gonna crush her in the first round go out and the night's going to end. It's going to be so awesome. But then it was like the third round and it was like falling asleep. Right. Cause it's so obvious that Nunez is going to win because she's killing her anyways, but it was, it just got very not exciting. So I yelled as loud as I could, but maybe not as loud as I, I, I can, um, or I could, if I wasn't tired, just for people who wonder about my disruption during uh, sports games, there's a very particular moment when I would yell during the anthem. And this is way back when I used to go to blue Jays games back in like 2007 with buddies after work kind of thing. we were a bunch of young yahoos. National anthem, okay. Especially when you're in Canada, typically it is a Blue Jays game. You're typically listening to two national anthems, right? American national anthem 
and then the Canadian national boring anthems. As you're hell. sitting through like yeah. seven minutes of anthems, freaking oh. boring as hell. So at the very end uh, of the Canadian national anthem, the final <laughs> sentence is, you know, oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. There's a pause <laughs> between, and it's the same sentence before. So they say that, and there's a pause. There's like a two second pause, Ooh, and then they sing the, you know, the last line. That is when I would belt out the loudest scream possible from <laughs> way up in the 500 level, like way up in the bleachers of the Sky Dome, would just unleash this scream uh, <laughs> every single time. Every it was the perfect time. time to scream. And, and it, you know what would do, Phil D? It would start the cheer because at the end of the anthem, everybody's like, woo, you know, so that scream would get people go. Oh, it scare the shit. Honestly, it scare the shit out of most people around me, but it mainly got people going. OK, so this is what uh, I was yeah. looking for, though, because I know your yeah. history with screams that make it on a TV. So I was looking for <laughs> I that. never I don't think it ever made it on the TV. But now let's get to the real story here, LG. And I, I, this is we need to know about this. So when Amanda Nunez announced her retirement, she is the greatest fighter of all time in the UFC in terms of accolades. And the rumor was that she was going to retire. We kind of knew she was going to retire. So then when she, when she jumped over and whispered to Dana, we're like, okay, we know what she just whispered. Cause Dana got on the phone right away, like furiously calling the truck, like telling them, Hey, Oh my God, get those videos ready. Get everything ready. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So I go to LG. Wow. If anything, text me, you texted me. I texted LG. I said, if anything, wow, Mm -hmm. you got to see Amanda Nunez retire from the UFC. Yeah. And about 10 minutes later, (laughs) I figured LG's like, you know, freaking drunk and he's like screaming stuff and he's at the front trying to get pictures. Mm-hmm. LG messages me back and says, well, not really. We left in the middle of the third Not we, me, just oh, me. Steve, I Steve left stayed. in the Steve, middle Steve of remained. the third round. What was it? To catch the last ferry out of town or something? As if we're like listen, in the I live, like this was in downtown Vancouver and I don't live anywhere near <laughs> there. I have to take, to get there, I either have to drive, which I wasn't going to drive on this night. Uh, I have to take a bus to to get from downtown from the arena back to my house. I have to take a bus for like an hour and a half to the ferry dock dock, get there early enough to get the ferry. Last ferry is an 1130, 40 minute ferry, uh, and then get home from there on the other side, like a 25 minute drive. So listen, uh, it wasn't uh, I, there was no like any. That's the last ferry. If I miss that, I'm totally screwed. Like I just sleep on the ground or on the park bench or something like that. So. I wasn't missing that. And honestly, for a boring ass fight, I was like, listen, I can watch her retiring a different time. We got the high of Oliveira. The Canadians swept. I'm yeah. not worried. The grandstand so, collapsing. You saw all the of grandstand collapsing. Actually, here, let's watch it. I've got the I've got the video from oh, uh, this is the best one. Watch the it at the very top. Go, yeah. There's a guy at the yeah, very top that just flies right off. <laughs> oh, what is this aftermath? I keep pulling up the wrong video. Anyways, oh. I forget it. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, for those who haven't seen it, want to see it, the broadcast <laughs> one is the best one. You can find it anywhere on Twitter. And it, it, again, it shows the Canadian fighter getting like devoured by this falling grandstand. And then he just emerges out of nowhere as if nothing happened and continues his pregame talking to himself and like punching the yeah, air and all let's that. Let's try one more time. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, Mike please Milan, be giving the countdown to oh, start walking out. What a shot. Here, comes. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I would have stayed down. I would have just played dead. Is that right? <laughs> but there's security under these people. Like there's security stuck under the railing. They're lucky it wasn't worse. Oh. They're lucky that wasn't worse, man. Oh I mean, we're joking, God. you know. If there's if there's a lawyer oh. nearby, go over there. The lawsuits are coming. Business oh, card. they're still gonna. Yeah, go. lawsuits are coming for Can't sure. Can't go back disgrace to disgrace Vancouver. Rogers Arena in Vancouver. What a disgrace. That is pretty Come bad, on, man. That is pretty Absolutely. bad. But you and listen, yeah, and and that's the site of other. Um, you know, it's funny too, Phil D. Uh, one last little thing on on UFC. 
um, I was sitting at the very last row of like the east side of the floor. And I realized that I was sitting in a very special spot uh, for Canadians everywhere. I was sitting in the exact spot where Sidney Crosby scored the golden goal at the 2010 Olympics to beat the Americans in overtime to set a record for Canadian gold medals, a record for Olympic winter gold medals, uh, a very uh, probably probably the, one of the greatest moments in Canadian sports history, if not at least the, one of the greatest of our lifetime. Absolutely. Uh, and I was sitting literally where the net was. So that was wow. pretty cool. And also, if you want other notable things that have happened in that stadium, probably the other big one is you may recall in 2011, there were riots in Canada when the Vancouver Canucks or lost the Stanley Cup final in game seven to the Boston Bruins. Uh, and when I say in Canada, I mean specifically in downtown Vancouver. Well, it was in that arena that they lost to the Bruins. So a lot of history. You're sitting there. A lot of dis- well, the, the the hockey, the 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 Sidney Crosby one is nice. The rest is disgraceful. So uh, the railing the railing one is another one for the lore of, of of Vancouver sports. Let's put it that way. You know, I saw one guy. Just a final point on that. Some guy said, if you want to get to the bottom of how that railing collapsed, you freeze frame that thing. And you find the heaviest person that was alive, and, it, and, the, and it's them. No, he was explaining the physics. He's like a physics guy. He's like, it, it, it only happens because the heaviest person was leaning on it. And whoever that yeah. is, it's all their fault. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. man, the, the way they went down, like, Jesus Christ. I'm really surprised. It's scary. Down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing. It's good. Everybody was okay, you know? Um, and I'm sure it's the heaviest person. The thing is, is that I don't think they've designed that railing for people to lean on it because usually when that's the tunnel for people coming out for like players coming out, they'll have like something kind of around it or something. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think they're used to it. And like people were blasted by that point. People were really excited. So but not for years, people, people have leaned over uh, railings, LG, and they haven't collapsed. Like, you know what I mean? Right, everywhere they lean over for ra- over the railings. Mm-hmm. Like, think of all those NBA incidents recently where people are whipping popcorn mm-hmm. and like trying to get over and all that stuff. Oh, right? so, absolutely. So yeah. someone's still gonna get blamed for this. Like, this is mm-hmm. shit. Shit is going down. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Phil D. NBA Finals tonight. Let's get, let's keep going around the the ring for talking about sports. NBA Finals tonight. Is it over? By the time people are listening to this, is there a yeah. new NBA champion yes, in yes, Denver yes, Nuggets? Yes, yes, yes. Time to move on. Absolutely. Yep. Denver, on. Denver lost one game at home in these playoffs, mm-hmm. and it was that mm-hmm. last game against Miami. Uh, it was kind of a, like a whoops. We, we didn't take these guys seriously, and now they're not losing two in a row at home. There's zero no. chance of that happening. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to go back to Miami. That would be the biggest waste of time to go back to Miami. You don't even want to go back to Miami to win it. Like that's not enticing for anybody. So yeah, um, too good at home. Denver too good at home. Played way too well the last game. Uh, they seem to have figured out kind of the formula to beat Miami now. And uh, Miami, you know, the Cinderella story is kind of over now. I think it's done. Mm-hmm. I think it ends tonight. I think we see a champion tonight, and uh, and, and we get to see the Tyler Heroes back. And... Does that matter? Tyler no, Hero no, returns. no, no, no. No be the Jamal Murray to Butler's Nikola Jokic. No. no. Can we can we get ballers on like Duncan Robinson's shoes or something? I think we deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> is Mark, Michael Carter Williams still playing in this league? Like, is that guy no. still exist? No, I don't, I don't think he's played a game since that happened. Man, the amount of people yeah. who wasted like giveaways on that shit, I still can't get over. It. Anyways. Yeah, um, it was a mess. Yeah, I think um, it's over. It's over. You think it's, it's over? Okay. Yep. It's done. Denver's too strong. Too strong, too deep. Uh, mm-hmm. Miami just can't match them whatsoever is this is it that you know i was thinking about this earlier denver obviously looking strong basically like buzzsaw through everybody Mm -hmm. this year is this um uh, you know how obviously you got to give them a lot of credit right um they have the least attractive superstar that there is right so i think that that's why they don't get more hype right is that Jokic just isn't you know isn't a big 
American guy, right? It's just not, it's just not a, a yeah. typical media darling. So, um, hard, you know, always been kind of hard for the Europeans to get love in the NBA, especially one who's not uh, as uh, visually dynamic, let's say, like he's not as, you know, he's got his kind of like demeanor, right? That people always kind of poke fun at. And they've got that famous photo of him when he's like 12 and he's big and fat. Yeah. So uh, a very different superstar than like a LeBron or a Steph or, a, you know, Kobe MJ kind of thing. Uh, but Phil, this year, did they have easy opponents in the playoffs? I mean, easier than other than like, is this, yeah. you know, you, I don't know. I don't, it'd be hard to do this analysis, but compare them, their path to championship versus any team from the last 10 years. Do they have one of the easiest ones? Right. Cause they know, didn't, man. there was like, who was the contender in the West besides them? Right. But, but, but if you're, the, if you're one of the top teams, you should be playing like that. doesn't matter who you play. Totally. Right? You I mean, make, you make it look like, look, other teams suck. Yeah. My point with all this is that Jokic is like a true MVP to me. Mm -hmm. I know Embiid won it, but this, this guy Embiid, we've seen it over and over again in the playoffs. It's all, you, you can't consider the regular, the playoffs for the MVP vote. But yeah. if you asked anybody on the planet to, 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 yeah. to re-vote after seeing what they did in the playoffs. And for me, again, playoffs kind of has to play into that. Because mm -hmm. what is the point of having the greatest regular seasons ever every season and then, and then playing the way you do in the playoffs and, and, and not leading your team to the point where the best of Philadelphia 76ers looked all playoffs mm -hmm. was actually the game he missed and Harden was mm -hmm. able to do his thing, right? Mm -hmm. That was the best they've looked when they played Boston. Was it was game like game one. one. Yeah, game, game one. one. Yeah. is the best they've looked. That's yeah. not what an MVP should look like, right? Yeah. Um, Jokic, though, is the true MVP when it comes to the mm -hmm. value to his team. You take Jokic out of that lineup, and yeah. you better believe that that team is not the same, right? No, um, no. And I know a so, lot of people are clamoring that maybe Jamal Murray should get the finals MVP and stuff like that. But I think I think no, that's a little hard to give it to Jamal. You can't. It'd be impossible. Yeah, no, Jokic impossible. just had a not phenomenal him. couple of years, you know, and I think it's this. nothing would top it off better than him, right. than him winning. And you always hate to see... Yeah like really generational stars like that, like guys who are multi-time multi MVPs, it's really weird when they when they don't win. You know what I mean? It's really it strange when they don't win a title. Because it goes against the like... whole purpose of an MVP. Is that well, that's it, right? So you know? good that you are taking your team to the next level by exactly. winning championships. Yeah. Tom Brady won all those MVPs and he won all those championships. Won right? all the championships, so, yeah. So and when I it think, came you know, to me, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And people, that's you know, when, when, with the whole argument of Jokic winning three in a row, and people mm. saying that people, you know, the writers don't want to let that happen because it would cement him as an all-time great, right? It, it put him up there with too many names, and that's why they gave it to Embiid. Uh, people brought, invoked when uh, Steve Nash won two MVPs in a row. Mm -hmm. And the yep. third one, it was a similar situation. He was in the running, and they, and they gave it to Dirk. Um, but Steve Nash never won anything, that's right? It. Love Steve You're Nash, right. you know, great Canadian player. Helped put us on the map, all that kind of stuff. But that guy never even got close to the finals. Right. So never made it past the second round, I think, uh, with the Suns, with that with that uh, Mike D'Antoni Suns team. So I think that's one of those situations where it's like this. This is good. Like you want to see players with a big legacy. You want to see that legacy cemented. So, you know, seeing the Nuggets, Jokic, like absolutely just crush everybody this year, I think would be would be really satisfying, honestly, and, and would be huge for basketball. Obviously, it's great when the LeBrons add rings, Steph Curry's, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, listen, man, it's an international game. Uh, and, and to have a Serbian player, you know, be the star for a couple of years in a row and win the title, I think would be pretty massive, honestly. I agree. I, when, I think when's the last that, time there was yeah. a European finals MVP? I don't know. I, I Dirk, even tell Dirk you in 2011 when they beat the Heat? It has to be, yeah, because. Yeah. Or Giannis when they won? Giannis. 
Giannis. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. European yeah, Giannis. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. I always yeah. forget he's Greek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you know, yeah. That whole story is unbelievable still. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think it ends tonight. I, I, another thing, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Miami found a way to win. Mm-hmm. But I would be because, again, you have a chance to close that out at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Malone keeps saying, he said it a million times now, he said, mm-hmm. we have to treat this game like we're down three to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's playing a bit of mind games, not just with his team, but with, with the Heat by saying that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because what else are you going to say, right? Mm-hmm. But I do agree with it. I do agree that they have to play as if they're, you know, their lives are on the line tonight. Anytime you're extending a series, is just playing with fire. And, and anything can happen. If you let Miami win two in Denver – then there's no one saying they can't win three in Denver uh, if that happens. Well, I just also, don't see it happening. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. I do. Yeah, I don't you don't want to lose game five and go back to Miami for game six. Miami's right? it's like it's one game at a time. Lose. Nothing no. to lose. Nobody no. expected them to be here. They weren't even supposed no. to win a game in this series, according to most. So now they can actually go out and play uh, a freestyle of basketball tonight where mm-hmm. anything can happen. If some of their shooters get hot, that's the only time yeah. Denver's going to get in trouble. That's the only Phil, time. Phil, one last time. Should we buy Jimmy Butler redemption moments now oh, down to $15 oh for his God. blank redemption? Is this wah, the wah, time wah, to wah, scoop wah. up a Jimmy Butler, which we could, it's still, you'd still be up five, five, five times from when we first said to buy it. If you sold it today, we're going to let you tell X. us LG, if we should be buying this or not. <laughs> <laughs> now redemptions honestly after the second round redemptions kind of got boring it, it just didn't, um, you know people i think people were still going hard on lebron and that was obviously a mistake but i think it's you know that it, we had a great playoff run this year where you had a lot of unexpected teams especially the heat kind of make a run so i think that that that's what made redemptions fun when in any years where it's not you know where there is a more expected path of of, of results I, I don't see this format necessarily working each time let's put it that way can I can I tell a little top shot secret and oh a secret? Yeah, this will only get out top someone secret. from Top Shots listening, or if like there's a snitch in the house that wants to. They listen. They you don't you don't think they listen? They, you think our parents listen? Top Shot people listen, guaranteed. Okay, so the last two finals games, it's had this thing where there's a an account called the Top Shot Bot. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and that account randomly drops links. Where yes. they're like the first like 50 people to click this get a free NFT. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and they do it like 30 times a game. They go nuts. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who tags them and the word NBA top shot this mm-hmm. during an NBA finals game, you will receive a free moment of the, either the Miami Heat or Denver Nuggets in your account. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or sorry, they'll send you a redemption link and you go and redeem it. Mm-hmm. But they also have these other tweets that they put up where you first person that click the link first 50 people get to redeem a free NFT of a player who's playing in the finals. Right. Their last couple of games, if you open multiple windows and, and put that link in there, mm-hmm. you get multiple moments. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the usual Disgrace. Listen, sound the I, alarm fire. Roham. I am. I am a seasoned veteran when it comes to these things. And there was no way I wasn't trying this. Do you remember when we would try and get back in the lines you weren't allowed to go in and it would tell 100%. you at the end? I still try. I still Because try. Yeah. you never know. You know that they don't cover their bases on most of this stuff mm-hmm. half the mm-hmm. time. And I figured for a base moment, a garbage base moment, there's no chance that they're going to cover their bases and like prove this. So no. when that link, oh man, I shouldn't have told anybody. I hope people listen after this, the game. So I want to claim so this is tonight. what they're going to be tweeting tonight. Yes. Smash the redeem link to receive one of 500 NBA Top Shot moments. Retweet and tag a friend to celebrate the NBA finals with the Top Shot this bot. Um, or those ones right there, like 
Yeah. Yeah. That one right there. Okay. So that, that, that one you have up right now is a great example. You yeah, have literally word. only a few seconds to click on this, but if Sign you in copy it into a bunch of browsers, mm-hmm. okay, it'll spin forever and you just keep hitting try again. Mm-hmm. And when you mm-hmm. come back later, there's like three or four moments in your account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wow. they're all garbage. Like they're all, wow. Terrible. No, I like it. I like you're giving the hack away on the, at the very end of the game. You know and what I mean? I, hope I, think people, this, I think that's important. Yeah. Well, because I, because it ends tonight, I think. And I think people mm-hmm. won't listen to this until it's too late. So, hey, some, those, yeah, we just talked to you at the start of the show. Some hardcores listen immediately. So, the so they're going to get to the hour 30 mark and no. And, and the real tip there is it will tell you to try again and say it didn't work. Continue to press the try again button until it tells you that that, <laughs> that link no longer works and has been redeemed completely. And I guarantee you refresh your account, you have a bunch of new moments in there, uh-huh. multiple new moments. So, wow. <laughs> wow i got like the number wow. 90 something doing that filled the extreme like, alpha man oh my god the did loophole you see, master um, did you see that somebody bought a john morant cosmic for three thousand bucks i day? did who was that uh i, I don't why. know i just i just i don't know I, so I, there's some days where i read so many twitter messages that i actually forget what what came from who but that's pretty wild man you know because a long long time ago i don't know if i ever told you this or told many people this that when top shot started to catch to pick up steam when I started first mint, I really wanted a John Morant cosmic. Like out of all the moments that there were, I, you know, and I, I was cheapo, right? Like we're, we're cheapo. So I was spending $4 on LeBron's, right? Like I was buying, I was buying nothing. And maybe a couple, the, the biggest thing I'd spent actually was I bought the Ricky debut set early on. Cause I heard there was a Zion reward, right? And I still hold that Zion reward and I still, and I sold the rest of that rookie debut set, except for the John Morant's. I still hold those two rares, like minted to two fifty. They're locked great um but as top shot started to take off i started first mint i was like out of everything on the platform i want one of these cosmic moments and i want a john morant and i started to like negotiate with holders in dms being like hey like can you they're like ah okay you can buy one for me for five or six k and i was like listen i only have 1200 bucks can you make that happen and they're like haha no and then like a week later was when jonathan bales bought that John Morant cosmic number one for 35 grand. And that, you know, blew up the whole thing. And I was like, well, forget it. I'm never going to get that moment. What's funny now is those prices are becoming realistic again. uh, And the cosmics, which are supposed to be the grails of the platform are are coming down back down to earth in terms of price. I will say, listen, at the end of the day, you say what you want about top shot. There's still moments on there that are worth 3000 bucks. So, and especially for, um, that's not necessarily the worst buy for someone like a John Morant, right. Who, uh hopefully we'll be back to basketball at some point you know not, not in the near future but way later on um but still sh- shocking to see that i st- it's still shocking to see that that go down yeah and you can buy a Jokic sure. cosmic 7500 bucks right everything's shocking we talked about that with arsenic i mean you look at what you had you know back in the day oh, yeah, you, know, like That's you right. know um i did have a question actually from from someone today and i redirected oh. them towards you so i don't know if you heard from this person i won't say their name and i don't even know if they listen to the show but they wanted to know um, and someone I haven't talked to in forever, they wanted to know what was the first NBA Top Shot pack ever sold, and I didn't know the answer. I had no idea. The was it the early adopters? They were asking, is it early adopters? I think if you you can find this in the blogs, I think this is before there was a marketplace, so there was anything. Hmm. You and I think they allowed transfers of moments, like you could transfer the NFT, but you could do oh, there's wow. no marketplace. So that's what a lot of the the OG OG like crypto people were doing is they were buying tons of packs and then selling them off off market for ETH right. in the Discord. Um, so I think what they did when they first launched it, which would have been almost exactly three years ago, like at the end of June 2020, 
is I think they released three packs at once. Early adopters packs, cosmic, and maybe like a rare pack. And then shortly after that, they released hollow, hollow packs. And the price of the packs was like 200 bucks for the hollow packs. And you got like 10 NFTs. So I think that that's, that's what was originally originally released. And it was the kind of thing where it's like nobody was really buying them. So some of the OGs were able to buy, like literally drop 10 right, grand right. on them, um, which was a lot at the time. Like that's, you know, obviously that turned out really well, but that was a lot to spend it on. Uh, and what's funny is if you go look at who those people were, like, I'm not even kidding, man. It's people that are like, I think we talked about this with, with Arsenic, Snowfro, Eric Snowfro, who like created Chromie Squiggles. He's one of the most like respected people in the space. That guy bought a bunch of those packs because they just, you know, got the word that Dapper is working on something special as their next thing. And they, they came that's in crazy. to buy because that's that's also how small the NFT community was then. That's like right. when Dapper released that, it was, you know, the community is only a couple hundred people. So the people who were down with it, you know, went over in there and bought it. So, yeah, I think those were the original ones. Okay. And this person also wanted to know um, in relation to flow, they wanted to confirm that NBA Top Shot was never or NBA Top Shot never used a private ledger. Were no, all the trades can't. recorded on flow is the question. They should be. Yeah, they should. Okay. They should all be. All always. Done. They've always yeah. been, right? They've never used yeah. a private ledger in, in terms yes. of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is your viewer slash listener question of the week, LG. That I who's, who's, this, who's this viewer? Who is that? Who asked that? Uh, a person by the name of Fetty. Fetty? Yeah. I, I redirected them towards you because I didn't know the answer. What's up, Fetty? What's yeah, up, Fetty? Good, good question. Uh, That's like throwing it back. do set here. Okay, you know what? Here, I just I went, just went and found. I was right. Okay, I just went and found the blog. It is wow, Phil. It's almost to the day three years ago. Wow. So let's take that. Is it is the inaugural drop is what it's called. And there's a few different blogs. So there's Welcome to the Beta, June fourteenth, twenty twenty. Uh, pretty much explaining like what's going to happen during the beta. Ironic. Welcome to the beta. We're still in beta. It's been three years. Uh, what's in packs? How to connect with our team. Here, you can hit up Usman Patel, Katie Tedman, Alan Carr, if you want to talk with them. That's Damn. Nice. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so Shout the inaugural drop. So it was early adopters, which were, uh, I don't know, just a set that has like Carl Anthony Towns and Chris Porzingis and a few other guys in there. Um, these were $9. They'll only be available 48 hour window, 1,350 of them. Rookie debut was the other pack. So these are the ones I ended up buying to get the Zion. So these were rares, rookie debuts, nice pink kind of font or, or you know motif there. Forty nine dollars a pack, eleven hundred twenty five of those. And the last one, oh, it's cosmic packs. So you got they were two hundred thirty dollars, fourteen hundred seventy of them, and you got ten moments in each one. Wow! And here they are. Yeah, pretty exciting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's 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 what the first couple drops were, man. Crazy. And then they had, yeah, and then it's all this. And then and then they, a week later, they released more packs, the For the Win packs, which were buzzer beaters. And then more early adopters and more Cosmics. Yeah. Or no, actually, you know what? This blog is advertising that there are still early adopter packs and Cosmic packs left. So this in this blog, five days later, they're like, hey, there are still Cosmic packs for $230 <laughs> if you want them. Isn't that crazy that, that there's five crazy, days? Man. There's at least five days where they just sat there, right? And even today, the floor on the Cosmics is more than double you know the pack yeah no matter what of course yeah yeah so that's wow uh, that's pretty wild yeah well thanks for writing in fetty hope that answers your question won't be the last pack dropped on top shot tell you that much. no there'll be one tonight on the app which i hate by the way i love the, oh, you have the ability to follow to, that but so what have they been doing 
So at so halftime, yeah. log into the app and there'll be secret packs being dropped there, Not right? Secret. They actually is? tell you about it ahead of time and they'll be like, there'll okay. only be this many and they'll be gone fast. But right. it, it it's it's like I've already got my dapper balance. I've already got everything set up there. I don't necessarily want the bank account I have linked to my Apple account to be charged, right? It's like, that's not what I have set up with Topshop. Like I buy with balance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You can't even use balance on the app yet. Obviously you'll probably never be able to because of whatever agreements they have with Apple to have an app is you have to use their, their payment service. Right. Yeah. So, um, I don't like it because I, that's not how I like. I'll, I'll use loses, it if I have to. But Dapper yeah. loses thirty percent of thirty percent, man. That, that's they pay thirty percent. The concept is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like the way you yeah, can just go on there too. and the click yeah. of a button on your app. Yeah. Like even when you see the little banner saying packs are on sale now, you click on that, takes you to the pack mm-hmm. page. One second later, you click and you're done. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic, mm-hmm. but you're limited, right? So it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mm-hmm. think it's huge. Like I think it's. Mm-hmm. I, I think people still buy them. Obviously, right? They they mm-hmm. sell out every single time. So um, I don't really know what's in there. I don't ever go for them anymore. Are you going to get, oh, let's see what's on tonight then. What are they selling tonight? I don't know. I saw a post by, I saw a post by community member Mustafa who Mustafa posted something. Mo. At, yeah, okay. Mo, big Mo. He tonight, posted something about some packs for like $18.99 going on. 300 rare rip packs for $18.99 with six moments in each one. You know what those really are, LG, right? Those are actually their attempt at putting all the spotlight moments out. Like, <laughs> Like we have packs. You're gonna have random stuff in that's, there. It's all all I mean, spotlight moments just to meet their quota. What, that's kind of what bothers me about it, right? Is that it's like I, you know, I love that. I, I will say, I think Top Shot's done a good job during the playoffs. They're innovating. That Redemptions always say was really great. Um, using the app to drop packs, super fun. Uh, the little yeah. bot, that's cool. Um, you know, so they're definitely evolving. But the problem is, is that it's still all of these things go against the most obvious problem that everybody knows, which is supply. Right. Yep. And I, I, so, again, we drop, we bang this drum every fucking week, but it's like, that's to me is like, it's so everybody knows that every single buyer on top shot, even if they love it to death and they're, they'll blindly defend it forever. They know there's oversupply. Every single right. person who works yep. there knows there's oversupply. Every single person who left the, the product left because of oversupply. Every every person who left and was like, oh, one more fuck up, oh, Rohams, blah blah. No, it's because there's too much supply, right? It doesn't matter. But and even still, these free giveaways, LG, they like cannot the come up getting, with something that isn't just more supply. They have the leader. They That's have right. the burning thing right now, where you can burn to get the LeBron block for yeah. the 2016 finals. That's a shit show. Random. Um, did you, you, did you see Beerman's like, post about that? Yeah, so the t- oh. top shot scored isn't collected or isn't um, <laughs> calculated properly, but that's it. a thing for whales. And yeah, they'll burn one LeBron legendary for another one. So yeah, I get it. That's cool. But that is supply on a tiny scale. And that's one for one supply. So it's neutral. It's, not, it's nothing, right? It it's not reducing anything. So it's, it's something where it's like, I can't wait for them to come up with something innovative that actually reduces supply in a really significant way. Yeah. Not just, hey, it's fun, but here's more supply. Right, so those halftime packs, yeah, maybe I'll try and get one tonight because I, I like ripping packs, and maybe I'll get a rare one, whatever. But you're just adding more, and they'll need to come up with something that isn't just adding more supply. Well, you're also so. trying to meet what you said you were going to do in the roadmap, right? That's why they're doing this. Like these moments that I'm getting, these freebies where I continuously press a button and keep getting a bunch of them. 
Yeah. They're all those like they're those parallel moments of the same players that are parallel and, and they've got no other way of getting rid of them. Like they don't Ugh. know where to put them. They've got so they much. They should not get left, rid of them right? at all. They should they should burn them. It's That's, ridiculous. Well, I burn them right place. away, just so you know. They go right into trade tickets every single time. Okay. Unless I can sell it for a couple bucks. If I can't sell it for two dollars minimum, you know how I roll. It goes straight as a trade ticket. Yeah. Right. Hoping that there's a big drop in the future I can use trade tickets. Um, I just, yeah. So does that burn them? Does that officially burn them? Do we know that that burns them for sure? They burned the account with all the with all the traded in moments recently, right? Oh, that okay. was their big announcement. Right. So is that we're, we're burning the locker right. room? That's right. That's right. Right. So that was yeah. that was a big deal. That was good. But again, it's like re- supply is not just reducing supply is not just hey we're going to burn a bunch of stuff that's already out there. It's not releasing new stuff. That's like right. it, you know, it's like, oh, we're gonna burn all the stuff. Also, here's a bunch of new stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, hey, everybody, oh wow, they burned two million moments in the locker room. So it's totally fine that they <laughs> release tons of moments every single time you tweet them. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know what I mean? Like that would be fine <laughs> if it was a low supply, but there isn't like a new moment, like a moment's not that exciting anymore because it's 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 might as well be a penny, right? It's, just, it's, it's just worthless. please please participate tonight, LG. Tweet them NBA top shot this, get your free moment, yeah, get I your tweeted. free Cody Martin parallel. <sighs> Number 5,000. You want me to promote it? Is that you, you want me to promote? You want us to put it? What I find now? funny is that some people were responding to clips that weren't even of the game. They were responding to like a clip of Jokic walking into the arena. And that account was like, yes, you're a winner. You got it. You got one. Like, <laughs> you clearly said to, to, to tag moments, not guys walking into the yeah. arena wearing a jacket. And people were just I like doing a, anything. And you were getting it right pack. away. I have it's a, a robot. I haven't opened. I didn't realize I had a pack. Hold what? On so I got a fit check pack, which is, I think, as I'm on the Thunder, I'm on the Oklahoma City Thunder leaderboard. And you know why I am, Phil? It's because the best moment I have is the Kevin Durant debut, oh which God. I bought like a long time ago for 500 bucks, which peaked at like 30 grand, didn't sell it. But it, I had locked that, and that puts you so far up the Thunder. So I own like 200 SGA moments, and I'm not on no. the damn leaderboard. Nowhere even close. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, I told you, listen, I feel I told you about Top Shot many times. You did. I am on the LG, uh, the SGA. Uh, Oh, How about this music? Oh, this is good music. It's taking three years to get. New we need Los's voice. Take over here. I don't even know what I'm getting. Whoa, whoa, blue, blue little light under. Whoa, rare number one or two. That's a real. Yeah, it's a real. It's a real of OKC Thunder moments. It's a real Phil D. It's rare. Blue Dort. Let's see the floor on that. What'd you, what'd you just okay, win? Hold on. Let's, okay. Uh, big money. Big money. Big money. Average sales $21. Latest sales $15. Okay. No, you know what? The, the low ask, there's only six listed. Uh, the low ask is $27. Wow. I, I must say, when I, go I don't even know where I got this. Yeah. It was just airdropped to you. When I go on the yeah, marketplace so. and I see some of these series ones, like the Dylan Brooks ones are like nine or ten dollars. I'm like, or even some of the rares are down like very low. I'm like, that's pretty sick mm-hmm. though, because some of these I've looked at forever and I'm like, I'm just never gonna buy them. But when they've dipped to close to like 10 bucks, I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm seriously the more this dips, I don't I don't really care because I'm not looking to make money mm-hmm. off of Top Shot anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really playing into the hands of people like me who've always wanted to buy certain things and couldn't really do it right or just didn't yeah. i didn't want to invest in in, in, in or, or, or you know spend money it's on something that it's good you didn't right? right so now now we're heading in a direction where i can really fill up that collection of things that i want and that's mm-hmm. what i've been doing 
Um, I actually recently also bought, this is crazy. I finally sold something on the Aussie rules football, the AFL mint. Oh, uh, AFL. Site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they opened their marketplace, right? And and yeah. whatever free pack I won, everything I had in there was actually valuable. Like it was worth a, like a decent nice. chunk. And hey. then I started buying all the Western Bulldogs, which is a team that I support. I started buying you all like, yeah. uh, the moments that I could find. Uh, I did that somewhere else too, where I started buying. I think I went on candy because the prices are ridiculously low for some stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought some of the moments of the Jays uh, uh, plays of the week this year for like 90 cents. I was able to get a tremendous cereal on a Dalton Varsho and, and Danny Jansen's game winning hit and things like that oh, yeah. for like 85 cents, number 13 serial number. Like it was crazy, man. Like, holy shit. So mm-hmm. uh, good time. You know, I don't think that's the worst. Like, like, like that would be fine on top shot if they didn't mint things to 60,000 and they hadn't oversaturated oh, it. Yeah, but I course. do think like, listen, as a, as a real collector, yeah, it, it, I think it, I think it's totally fine that some of the stuff you can go on and spend like five bucks and make a little collection. I think that's good. It should be a bad thing at all. That's right. Um, you know, so even I'm looking at some of these AFL prices, like, yeah, they're like 90 cents, a dollar. There's not too much. Well, they're, they're really low, actually, for some. And mm-hmm. some are mint. It's only 200. And mm-hmm. I was able. Yeah, for no, dollar, the commons are really low. I was able yeah. to buy like a number nine of a player for like a dollar 25 um, out of 200. So hmm. and that's um, fun. You're not expecting much. I that, just feel fun. there's not too many people on that platform. That's probably why. Yeah. Right. But I don't care because, again, I'm, I'm just past the days of joining things, trying to make a buck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like they'll just sit there and I'll own them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all good. Nice. It's fun. Nice. You never know what comes Thanks out of it. Another, another, for those who didn't see, another free pack on La Liga Golazos today where you can mm-hmm. claim a, is it an Atletico Madrid pack? I think so. But they continuously mm-hmm. give free packs there. I've sold mm-hmm. a bunch of the stuff that I've gotten for free. Mm-hmm. um so free packs available check it out there's mm-hmm. a free pack one per collector available on that platform you can do whatever the hell you want wow. you how much are they it? paying you wow phil loves la liga man no i'm giving free packs of, uh, uh, information here right so everything you're, you're going to get in there is worth probably a dollar so if mm-hmm. you're selling it you're getting 95 cents mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still uh still something right mm-hmm. so why the hell Should we move on to uh hot take of the week we I'll got like no time. responses for this one. Maybe this one was a little too extreme or maybe it was a little too wordy, oh, but we only got right. like six responses for this okay. one. Okay. Well, someone's going to win out of those six. Someone's okay. going to win. Uh, also, Mathematech, who won last week, still hasn't messaged me, even though we chat like a couple times a week. He still come hasn't on, realized come that. Come on, man. Send that DM. You're running out nah, of time. Nah, come on, bro. Okay. So hot take this week. You have to pick one UFC champion, past or present, that Phil D can last two minutes with in the octagon. Who is it and why? <laughs> Phil, do you oh have an answer to this? God. Do you have your own personal answer to this? Is there anybody you'd want to take on? Um, who do I hate? Like with a passion? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if we're being like, if we're being real here, we're not just talking shit. I mean, I think Tandy said this, but I'm not going to pick Tandy just because he didn't give any hope in in the world that I would last more than five seconds. Someone's got to believe in you a little bit. Someone's got to believe in me if you're going to actually put this because I did. I did the you know. I wasn't a big fighter in hockey, but my last year ever playing competitive hockey, I got a ton of fights because that was my role on the team. Uh, and that's basically all I did. So um, a UFC fighter I'd love to beat the living crap out of. That's not the question. It's yeah. who could you survive for two minutes with? Not somebody you'd love to beat up. <laughs> oh, one of the big one of the big guys, man. Someone I could outrun. Like I could just run around the ring like I'm freaking maniac and just dodge and like climb off the fence. Dude, and- listen. I was right there. The octagon is way smaller than you think. No, I know. I know. Being that close, um, I was like, I didn't realize how small this is. Like, it's tiny. 
Man, that's tough. really close Those to the other person. Jesus, I'm trying Here, to think, think of the slowest it. guy I can let, think let, of. Let's go through the answers. Okay, so <laughs> first answer. If we're being honest, the answer for 99.9% of us, including Phil, is zero. A trained UFC fighter would knock your wind out with just about any strike submit you with just about any strike or submit you in less than five or 10 seconds. That was from no, Tandy. No, false. You wouldn't even touch Boring answer, Tandy. Seconds. That's the very boring one. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Tandy? You're not on the list of guys I'm going to fight with at the first like celeb <laughs> uh, event. You're, you're on my hit list now. I'll challenge you to fight. <laughs> um, I'm just giving him a gift back. I'll show you how long I can last in that ring. Whoa, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Come Phil out, versus son. Tandy. <laughs> Phil versus Tandy. That's right. Let's do. He's not my number uh, one choice, though. But next one, Brendan Peter Big Brown Schaub, the age forty. Yes, this fighter is fairly old and not in shape as other fighters, which boasts well for our man Phil D. The main reason for That's picking good. this fighter is for his podcast. Surely Phil can strike a pre-fight deal with Big Brown, which allows Phil D to escape with his life and possibly get the W in exchange for Phil coming on the Golden Hour and dropping his trademark whoa which sends the podcast viral phil d also gets the ufc nickname llama king with a belt for the podcast champ of ufc dude dude dude, dude. who the hell has that many whoa. characters on twitter can you tell me Holy it's two shit. tweets it was actually two okay. tweets first of all all i heard was golden hour and big brown or something like that that, that <laughs> alone is kind of weird but i do like whoa. that concept because you did give me a chance in the fight so i'm going to keep that one in mind all right what else have we got in our 500 responses? Only pick the best ones. Though. McGregor. They'd probably have a beer. Phil would have something mm. to say. Talk trash about other fighters. Pose for a selfie. Then get submitted in said selfie. So this you'd be you'd take a selfie while Connor submits you. That'd be pretty funny. I like Connor, so that's tough. Well, okay, I like uh, that's Next a good one. answer. Ben Askren. He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know exactly. I know exactly who said that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. okay, next one. This is a bit dark, but I think Phil could last against either Kevin Randleman or Evan Tanner at the same time, even. At the same time? What is this? A three wave freaking. Bro, why is this dark? Okay, last one. He could last two minutes versus CM Punk for sure. Or hell, maybe even one of the Diaz bros. They are likely to mock him for the first two minutes before they even swing. Wow. Fuck. You know what? You were the winner until you said the Diaz brothers. I like the Diaz <laughs> brothers, and I would not stand a chance against those two freaking guys. No. Those guys are street fighters, man. Forget being trained in MMA. Those guys, you don't mm-hmm. hide and run from those guys. Like, you, you mm-hmm. got a man up. I get killed right mm-hmm. away. Uh, CM Punk, If you, whoever said that, if you stopped at CM Punk, you're the automatic winner, but you kept going in the in the wrong direction. No, that's that's called like that's it. That's all there is. Okay, that's like in curling when the person gets the rock in the middle, and then their next rock like rocks it right off, and that's it. Game over. Um, okay, so I'll go back. <laughs> big brown. Uh, I, I like this. I like the one with the the golden hour and the big brown. Mm-hmm. That is from Jump Shoot. Okay, cool. We know Jump Shoot. Who wrote Stick a shout massive out paragraph for this one? Shout out, jump shoot. Shout Just out to all look. those characters on Twitter, dude. That's all. Who has well, two parters? So he's got two. He's he wrote two tweets, and he's got the wieners as his PFP. So there you go. Big brown and golden hour. That could be taken in the wrong direction in a hurry. He honestly wrote this like you would. This is how I imagine you'd answer this question. <laughs> you so, mean like with all? Are you talking about the, like the videos I do, LG, where I pan from like one end to the other all the time? I think also the way that you like put apostrophes for things. <laughs> Oh man, I don't use apostrophes for anything. The golden hour. <laughs> I still don't know what it means, but I do like the context of it. So yeah, I'll pick that one. Congrats, congrats, jump shoot, jump shoot. Congratulations, you won. Uh, you won this week. Why does my camera keep doing this? Phil D, anything else to say? Anything else you want to add before we we wrap up today? 
don't have anything to say. And if I do, I think it, I think we badly, badly need a Twitter spaces of some kind where we just rumble with everybody. Like mm-hmm. a, 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 a rapid fire. Of, all right, come on up. Say what you mm-hmm. have to say. I don't give a shit what it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to control what, and I want to throw people off the stage. Nothing pleases me more than having someone up and then launching them right off the stage. So I think we need one of those. I, th- I feel like people need to reconnect a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's still these consistent spaces, like, you know, coffee with captain, things like that. Okay. But mm-hmm. if you listen to those, it's all this, it's, it's, you know, shout out to those guys. They're still doing their thing and they have hundreds of listeners still. It's great. But it's kind of just like the same things back and back and forth. And I feel like it's that they, little community. They do a good job, but all of it's the same. They They're all talking about the same thing. So this week it's Bitcoin NFTs and, you know, next week yeah, it'll be whatever that's... else is hot, which is fine. There's a huge market for that. But I think it's like, I don't know. It's not It's not something I think up our alley to do that. I think people just need a platform to kind of let loose and, and yes. kind of maybe ask questions. Speaker's corner. What the yes. hell is going on here, right? Yes, exactly. Um, why is it so quiet and things like that, right? So mm-hmm. maybe maybe we do that really soon and, and get the community fired up again and uh, mm-hmm. and take it back to the old as of I've got something to say, right? So mm-hmm. I uh, wish and, we saw some exciting pack drops because we used to do Club Cold Brew, which is always a great way I, to get that going. I, I do want to give a breaking update on our good friend Ooh. Jabril. So for those who've been mm-hmm. listening to the first Mint, and we can end it on this, LG. For those who've been listening to the first Mint, there was a gentleman who came on one of my spaces called I've Got Something to Say. Mm-hmm. And he, long story short, he lives in Nigeria, okay, mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a, a poor part of the country. He mm-hmm. claims to be a tremendous soccer player, and he wanted the first mint to help him get a trial with a professional soccer team somewhere mm-hmm. in the world. Doesn't care where, doesn't care who. He just wants to show that he can play soccer. Let the man play. And a lot of people supported him. And then all we ever asked of him was a video of him playing soccer. So the That's next right. time you go to the soccer field, get one of your buddies with your iPhone to film you playing soccer. We just mm-hmm. want to see if we're wasting our time here. Unfortunately, Jabril was never able to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then he declared to me recently that his soccer career is over. Out of nowhere. Okay? It is done. The few videos he Jabril. sent to me, was like, Come on, he was like man, schooling Jabril. these like four-year-olds. In that one video he sent, we could barely see what was going on. And then the one kick he took, like, sailed like 5,000 feet over the net. So uh, we kept telling him that's not sufficient. Like, we want to see your mm-hmm. skills, dude. Like, we want to mm-hmm. back you. Imagine the story that we would be the ones to help you get a trial and you became a professional player. It was, it was a tremendous setup. But like, recently, Jabril yeah. messaged me. And outside of accusing me of forgetting about him, he said that his soccer career is completely over. It's not going to happen. Oh. That he is now an architect. Okay, he sent me a million pictures. Sent you like mock-ups, yeah, crazy like mansions. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. you did this? He's like, yep. And then I knew what was coming next. He said he would love to come do this in Canada, right? So you know, at the end of the day, I do feel for them. I know a lot of people in in certain countries obviously don't live the best lives, and their dream is to come to countries like you know the United States and Canada, where um, you know they they feel that they'd have much better opportunities. So I res- definitely respect that side of it. But unfortunately, we didn't get the fairy tale ending that we wanted, and that was to get Jabril at least get him a trial of some kind with somebody. Right? Mm-hmm. We weren't able to accomplish that. But anyways, he's still out there. He still shouts out the first mint. I know he was a big part of of, of our community for a couple of weeks there when uh, he kept coming on the spaces. We had a lot of trouble keeping him um, focused on those spaces because mm-hmm. every time our other friend Gina would come on there, he he would actually ask people if he can have a private conversation with her we're like dude mm-hmm. are you serious right now 
in front of this whole mm-hmm. audience of like 300 people, mm-hmm. you want to have a private conversation. Like, dude, focus here. Okay, focus. We want you to play soccer. So anyways, the dream is over, but Jabril remains uh, someone we stay in contact with and we wish him mm-hmm. all the best. Mm-hmm. And that is all mm-hmm. for this week. Wow. Shout out Jabril. Shout out Hope Jabril. we see you again soon, bro. And if Good I ever need a career. house built, I will... I will call you. I, you I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as they look like the ones he sent in those pictures, I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> it's, I think building a house is a little more complicated than just some good renderings. But yes, yes, for sure. Maybe maybe one day Jabril will build, build us a house. Phil D, thanks for a great show. Everybody else, have a fantastic week. Thanks, as usual, for listening, tuning in to The First Mint. See ya. <laughs>